I love the competition. My reason why is community. My reason why is leadership. My reason why is to challenge myself. My reason why is love for the game. And hey, if we don't make it to the pros or onto the cover of Sports Illustrated, that's okay. Because there's every reason to believe we'll excel in something even bigger than sports. We'll excel in life. There are lots of great reasons to play high school sports. Tell us your reason using the hashtag MyReasonWhy. This message presented by the NFHS and the Virginia High School League. Amherst County Public Schools provide free, appropriate educational services to all eligible children with disabilities in Amherst County between the ages of 2 and 21. Services can be provided in many areas, but not limited to autism, deaf or blindness, developmental delay, and speech or language impairment. If you suspect a child of having any disabling condition, which may affect his or her educational progress, please contact Amherst County Public Schools Student Services Office at 434-946-9341. Again, that number is 434-946-9341. I feel scared. It's like tiny nails in the air poke my lungs. I start to cough. Sometimes I... My parents have to take me to the hospital. Today, one out of 13 children suffer from some form of asthma, accounting for nearly one-third of all emergency room visits. I feel like I'm choking. It's kind of like an elephant is on my chest. A little whistle sound comes out when I breathe. But while your child may suffer from asthma, asthma doesn't have to make your child suffer. There are simple ways you can prevent your child's next attack. To learn more, log on to www.noattacks.org or call your doctor. Because even one attack is one too many. I feel like a fish with no water. Brought to you by the EPA, the Ad Council, and this station. Welcome back to Lightwork. I'm Aaron. He's Tyler. Connor Young joining us today. We are on pick number six, the Arizona Cardinals. They originally took Paris Johnson Jr. here. Connor, is that what you're doing? I think it's a good pick. You know, I'd probably give it a B, B-plus range. He started playing a little bit better down the season. I think he could be a good piece for them. But for me personally, I can't let Jalen Carter slide down the board any farther. I mean, yeah. he's a guy who slid a lot in the real draft, right? With a lot of off-the-field questions, what is this guy going to do? Who, who, what is this player going to be when he comes to our, when our, to our organization? And I think now that we know a little bit more about Jalen Carter <laughs> as a player and as a person, right, as you transition to the NFL, if you're the Cardinals, you got to take a player like that. I mean, just a game wrecker in the middle on that defensive line. He's a guy that can be a piece for the Cardinals for many years to come. Yeah, I think he landed in a really good spot in Philadelphia with a lot of Georgia Bulldogs around him. People make fun of the Eagles for just taking Georgia players and it kind of bit them in the butt this season with Jordan Davis and Jalen Carter falling off at the stretch, and there's a lot of reasons for that. Mainly, because Georgia was so deep, they weren't used to playing the snaps necessary, so they kind of fell off. It bit them in the butt. But having all those Georgia guys in the locker room is a real benefit, and it can really help out a team. Yeah, and even you look at just Jason Kelsey. Yeah, exactly. Jalen Hurts, guys outside of even the Georgia program. That Fletcher was just, Cox, Brandon Graham, right. two of the Eagles that are on their 
Uh, oh, what's it called? The Farewell Tour. Yeah, they're just consummate pros, right? Guys that have been in the game a long time, know what to do to be a professional. And so I'm looking forward to his second season for that reason, right? Now he knows, hey, I got to be in better shape. Let's see. I'm really excited to see how he comes out because, again, didn't play a ton of snaps relative to how many he could have played. Right. But he's a one-man wrecking crew when he's in and not gassed. He's the number one in defensive rookie of the year odds, and that's with that's not that's while having a rough second half of the season. Right. I have picked number seven here, which is the Las Vegas Raiders. They took Tyree Wilson here, which, uh, much to my buddy Ryan's chagrin, he's kind of stunk, i got to be honest. <laughs> Wilson just hasn't flashed at all. You don't see him on the field. You don't see him on the, on the film at all. So I'm just going to take the best defensive player available in the big board, like just redrafting, and that's Brian Branch. Branch was phenomenal in Alabama. There were questions of what position will he actually play. The Lions were like, hey, we got a position for you. Do you want to play for us? And he's been playing. He's earned kind of all-pro nods. He's not an all-pro yet, but he's mm-hmm. in that tier playing similar level as like the Anton Winfields, Jesse Bates, who have been playing phenomenal this season. Right. Branch led the team in tackles in the divisional win over the Buccaneers as a rookie. And that Lions defense is awesome with Aaron Glenn. He knows how to get guys off the edge on blitzes. There's something I really, really enjoyed. Every time the Buccaneers motioned a receiver to the right or to the left, the guy following that receiver would automatically switch into a blitz, and that's how they got a bunch of their blitzes coming off the edge. Aaron Glenn's awesome. Anyways, Brian Branch, phenomenal landing spot in the Lions. I think he'd be just as good in the Raiders. You know who am I kidding? He'd be worse, but he's still the best <laughs> player available. Yeah, I don't hate it because, again, yeah, Tyree Wilson been disappointing even on the other side of Max Crosby, who theoretically would take some of the pressure off him as a pass yeah, right? rusher. but. Hasn't really helped. Love Brian Branch. Another one of those versatile secondary pieces, similar to Witherspoon. Who would you have taken? You say you don't love it. You say Sorry, you... don't love uh, Wilson. Okay. I No, your pick's good. Okay. I, I agree with the pick. I thought you were insulting my pick. I'll no, no. Hey. I, no, I think, I think Branch is good. I mean, the only thing would be maybe if you want to take a quarterback, but I think Levis would be a substantial reach here, at least just for me and my evaluation of yep. him. So, no, don't hate going defense at all. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. I'd say Brian Branch heading to this draft. I didn't get to talk about it a lot <clears throat> on the air, unfortunately, but he was my favorite player coming into the draft, just personally. I really loved the player, okay. and he was a guy who I feel like the people that I was talking to knew the ceiling was going to be really high on. We just didn't know, or the, excuse me, the floor was going to be really high on. We didn't quite know what the ceiling was going to look like, and he was a player just who kind of slipped a little bit because of his position being undervalued, which is another thing that I don't really understand a lot of these GMs drafting uh tendencies why is that slot slash safety although branch played a lot in the slot position so undervalued when that's a position that is so needed for any defense i mean the majority of the passes especially down the field are coming through that slot up the middle you need a guy that's going to be locked down like that and branch coming out of the draft was that guy and why is running back so undervalued why is tight end so undervalued we saw what happened when someone drafted a rookie running back and a rookie tight end and that team is now moving on to the nfc championship yep so Brian Branch is a phenomenal player, and I think he's going to be great. Here, the Atlanta Falcons took Bajan Robinson at number eight. Tyler, it's your pick. Are we seeing the same thing or something different? Yeah, really tough. You look at the Falcons' needs, and it's co- the biggest one, the glaring one, is quarterback. Right. But again, this is not a spot where I would really feel comfortable taking Levis. DTR? Uh, no. <laughs> no. No, 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 no. Uh, so you look at offensive skill is not really a position of need. Just in terms of wide receiver tight end, they have a lot of pieces on that way. Their offensive line's good. Their defense played really good. This is where I would have loved to get Carter, especially with, uh, oh, now I'm blanking on his name, Grady Jarrett. There we go. Yes. Getting hurt Mm -hmm. and being on the older side. So I was kind of 
hoping he would sling around to me, but <laughs> got taken. <clears throat> I think I'm still going to stick offense. Uh, actually, no. I'm going to go defense. I'm going to go Christian Gonzalez. Frick! Yes. All right. Scrolling Darn down, it. went to Christian Gonzalez. Because even, even apart from having Bijan this year, Tyler Algier still had a very solid year. You can have him as a serviceable running back. And again, if I'm not going to have that quarterback piece in, I'm not sure I want to pour another bit of resource into that offensive skill that's already had a ton in there and in this past year would not have been used very well. So Christian Gonzalez loved him both in the draft process and then in the few games he got to play. Another guy who got injured and had a season-ending injury, unfortunately, but just looked really good before then. You think of the Tyreek Hill game that he held his own as a rookie against a guy who's, I would say, the clearly the best receiver in the NFL right now. And second best, one of the other best receivers, A.J. Brown, in that Eagles-Patriots game, yeah. he basically locked him down. And he was able to switch from Smith to Brown, going from big to skinny. He's got all the tools. And he's somebody I wanted to fall to nine, selfishly, so that the Eagles could get him. Um, in just this complete, in the game, that doesn't even matter. <laughs> but Gonzalez was my favorite corner coming out, over Witherspoon, somehow. And I am... Still confident that he's going to be the best going forward. Yeah, I agree. Connor, you are up next. Philadelphia Eagles. They took Jalen Carter here. Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah, Jalen Carter, A-plus pick. Love the pick. Good spot for him. I actually had Bijan sticking with the Falcons, and then I had Christian Gonzalez going here to the Eagles, that to is, be honest That's what you. I did as well. Yeah. I'm surprised you didn't take Bijan. Yeah, I, actually, I think Bijan's a weapon. Let's talk about that. Why? Yeah, so you already have Algier. True. On a very cheap contract, is very productive. Is not Bijan level by any means. I, you know, Bijan's way more explosive, better in the pass catching game. But I think you can get away with Tyler Algier being your running back. You have another year where it's going to be Desmond Ritter in this theoretical draft. So I don't know if I want to pour another offensive skill thing when I could maybe just load up on defense and just make that my identity right now until I can get somebody in that quarterback room. Yeah. Number nine. Yeah, with that being said. Christian Gonzalez, who I was going to have here off the board, you know, the Eagles, when you when you have a team this good picking this high for me, I like to just go best player available. I mean, you're a very solid team. Might as well just get the best guy. I'm going to go Bijan here. It's a weird fit a little bit. They have a lot of offensive weapons. Their running back room is good, but there's not a lot of chances you get to draft a prospect like Bijan Robinson, who can be one of the best runners as well as one of the best pass catchers potentially going forward as a running back. I really like Bijan Robinson, and that kind of shows through here with me giving him to the Eagles. I don't know how I feel about this. I think he's going to be interesting because he's not going to have the same... I mean, are we assuming that the Eagles offense sucks as bad as it did with Bijan? <laughs> I don't know. It, I, it's interesting. I, I, I don't know what he would look like in Kelly Green. I mean, it'd be great. I'd yeah. <laughs> really much enjoy to see him in Kelly Green, but DeAndre Swift basically gets cut as soon as he drafts Bijan, right? Right. Or you trade him for something else. Because that was the whole idea. Bring in Swift so you don't have to spend something on a running back. And with Swift actually performing well this year, you don't have to as the Eagles. But if you're going to draft Bijan, Swift is completely yeah. irrelevant. I think also, Bijan you can have come out in a lot of pass-catching spots. And maybe he doesn't play the majority of the snaps this year, but you're not going to have DeAndre Swift forever. Running backs, they're, they age quickly. It's a right. commodity. You could even be looking for the long game here. I mean, I, I think the Eagles are going to be good for a long time. No disappointing season, but they still got the bones of a really good team. Why not add Bijan, an injection of youth into that offense? It's fair. Yeah, double down on your offense, man. 8.4 yards per reception this year, which is almost tight end or receiver right. receiver level numbers. Yeah. The one thing, though, well, actually, but we'll go with the rest of the positives first, but 
most yards after contact in this class, Phenomenal. most missed tackles forced in this class, and that's again splitting time with Algier. Right. Got to clean up Cordero the fumbles. And Patterson and Arthur Smith being evil. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Connor, on our fantasy show, we we're not big Arthur no. Smith guys. But I celebrated when he got fired. No. Yeah. You got to clean up the four fumbles. He had four fumbles that led the class this year. That's just something. And even at Texas, that was a little bit of a concern. Mm-hmm. Was being a bit loose with the ball, which the you get with some of those explosive runners. Would love to see him clean that up. Other than that, though, amazing player. Yeah. All right. We have three minutes left, so I think we can get one more pick in before we got to go to break. Yeah. So, number 11, or number 10, number 10, Chicago Bears. Here they took Darnell Wright. Darnell Wright is an offensive tackle, and I don't think he did much this season. I, I barely heard his name. His name didn't bring, get brought up. Good run blocker. He was all right. Yeah, he was, yeah. He was decent. He was there. Um, but when you talk about the Bears and you talk about everything other than quarterback, what's their biggest need? Receiver. Wide receiver, too, right? You want somebody to pair with DJ Moore. So I'm just going to say screw it and take Puka Nakua. I like it. Yeah, I'm actually kind of surprised he fell this far. Me too. Him and Laporta. Laporta's still on the table. So is Gibbs. Mm-hmm. I think with Puka, part of the reason maybe he slid for me a little bit is it seems like he was just such a perfect fit in L.A. For yes, another slot guy yeah. to go into that McVay system. I don't know if he's the same Puka in a different team with a different coach and a different system. He's a great player. He might be. He might prove me wrong. But he, I just don't know what he's going to be. His ability to, I mean, yes, the Rams are able to get him the ball a ton. right? Yeah. That's why he is a Rookie of the Year candidate besides Shroud. But that's why he's up there. That's why we know his name, because they're able to get the, him the ball a ton. But the way he works hard, the way yeah. he holds onto the ball, takes shots and just delivers it and always makes the right catch, I think he's just a phenomenal player and one of the best receivers in the league. Constantly consistent. Yeah, just to read off some stats for this year, sixth most target receiver in the league, fourth most yards, ninth in yards per reception, fifth in yards per route run, top 10 in pretty much any stat that matters yeah. for a receiver. <laughs> was so efficient in the routes he got. Now he does need to improve on the drops. Well, 10% drop percentage, that's really high. It was yeah. most in the league for oh, what did I say? 50%. But that number is incredibly inflated because of how much he's working over the middle of the field. The Rams use him over in the middle of the field a ton, right? I don't know, I don't have his route tree in front of me, but because they use him in the middle and he gets hit with hospital. You saw the way he was used in the Detroit Lions game. Right. Every ball that's Stafford's throwing him, he's going to get hospitalized. So his ability to just barely hold on to it. I don't know if you can classify every one of those as a drop. Drops are also a QB stat. So they're depending on how it's charted, yeah. for sure. I would still say dropping one every every ten balls is not great. No, but I would so also say I would love to see that improved. Getting but, rocked over the middle isn't entirely his fault. Fair. <laughs> so, I don't but not every single one of those drops is over the middle. That's like, fair. So, all right, we're going to take a quick breather. We actually, I was prepared for it this time. (laughs) And then when we come back, it is pick number 11. Tyler, you have the Tennessee Titans. We'll be right back. Since the moment you were born, I've made a thousand wishes. Wishes for your future in a world that's changing fast. For all of the things you may one day do, do play and laugh. Do win and lose. Do learn from your mistakes. And challenge yourself to grow. Do not be afraid. Or make decisions based in fear. Do it all with confidence and with kindness and strength. Do call your mom and ask her for advice. 
and always do your best to remember that no matter what you do in this life, what matters to me is that you keep doing and love you always, Mom. Inspire kids to do at 4age.org. I'm 5 foot 11. Barely 5 4. I weigh about 170 pounds. Brown eyes. Blue eyes. Brown hair. Gray hair. I'm a baseball fanatic. I'm a wife. A mom. A sister. And a grandfather. I'm a bodybuilder. I'm a research analyst. Small business owner. Teacher. Dance fitness instructor. Film and television actor. I'm an office clerk. I'm a copywriter. I'm a veteran. I have a prosthetic leg. I have multiple sclerosis. I have lupus. Cerebral palsy. Post-traumatic stress disorder. I'm blind. And I'm working in a job I love. I love. Because I was given a chance. Because I was given a chance. To contribute my skills and talents. To show my disability is only one part of who I am. Who I am. Who I am. At work, it's what people can do that matters. For more information, visit whatcanyoudocampaign.org. Welcome back to Lightwork. I'm Aaron. They're joining me is Tyler Hill. Connor Young is our guest today. We are redrafting the entire 2023 NFL draft based on what we know today. Let's run through it real quick. Number one, Stroud. Number two, Anthony Richardson going to the Texans. At Texans take Will Anderson Jr. again at number three. Bryce Young at four to the Colts. Number five, Devon Witherspoon going back to the Seattle Seahawks. Number six, Jalen Carter. Seven, Brian Branch. Eight, Christian Gonzalez. Nine, Bajan Robinson to the Philadelphia Eagles. Ten, Puka Nakua to the Chicago Bears, and we are at number 11. Mr. Tyler Hill, it is your pick. Tennessee Titans are on the clock. Yeah, we were talking during the break. This is a very tough one for me because the Tennessee Titans roster is just pretty depleted in terms of talent. Sucks. <laughs> everywhere. They, you could say, hey, they need a running back. Derrick Henry's retiring. They need a receiver. D-Hop's old, and they have no one else. <laughs> they need a tight end because Chigakwankwo is not very consistent. They need O-line because that was bad. Same thing, you can run down the defense and pretty much out of their D tackles, they need something, right? Yep. So really tough pick for me. I do think I am going to go a line, though, because if you're going to be bad, you might as well try and develop an O-lineman. They took Skaronsky here, who I think is a, a fine pick. Yep. Not The debate for me is I don't know if he's the best tackle in this class, and we have all the tackles left, right? So I think I'm going to go with Paris Johnson Jr. here. Yep. That makes sense. Same position, guy who I think played just – a little better. They're pretty comparable. A lot of the tackles, honestly, this year played about the same, right? They played yeah. a ton of snaps. They mostly played at the right tackle position or Skronsky at kick down to guard. And they played fine. Not yeah. great, but I love how Paris Johnson Jr., his measurables, he came on later in this year. And even when you look at some of the sacks and negative stats, I think a bit of that can be attributed to Kyler Murray, how he runs around. You never really know where he's at as a tackle because he's leaving the pocket so much. So I'm going to go with Paris Johnson Jr. here, 11 to the Titans. Quick, quick question for you, Tyler. What do you think about making sure the Titans lock up? Now, he wasn't great, but he wasn't horrible. Lock up Will Levis a little bit earlier here in this draft, taking him at 11. I'm just I'm not a huge Levis guy, yeah. honestly. From Are, the pre-draft. Would you go as far to say you're anti-Levis? 
Uh, at the right spot, no. Like so, when, with him getting taken in the second round, I think that's a perfect spot for him, right? Okay. I I love him in the second round. Maybe if you wanted to get that fifth year option, trade up kind of into those late twenties, early thirties. I I think taking him almost top ten is just it's asking a lot for a guy that I, he needs a lot of development. Yeah, makes right. sense. I believe you are on the board. Yep. You have pick number twelve. This is the Detroit Lions. Are they staying with Gibbs, or are they doing something different? What are you thinking? I think they got to stick with Gibbs. I know back uh, taking the same pick, they went with Boring, but I'm not going to change much about this Lions draft, to be honest with you, if I'm Detroit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they drafted incredible top to bottom. They took a lot of my favorite players. I already talked about Branch. Gibbs is a huge part of this offense that's taken them. I mean, they're still playing football games. There's not a lot of teams still playing football games. And having Jameer Gibbs in that offense, <clears throat> I think, is a huge part of it. You could also look at Laporta here, honestly, at 12. But uh, I think Gibbs, they took the right player. They took him at 12. I'm not going to change anything. Yeah, Gibbs has been a phenomenal player. We were talking during the break, the best one-two punch at running back. I mean, there are other running back duos that are good, like uh, Bajan and Tyler Algier is yep. the other one that comes to mind. But there's a real thunder lightning where you have speed and power in Gibbs and Montgomery that leads to touchdowns. Gibbs is great in the receiving game. He had over 100 scrimmage yards in their win over the Buccaneers. Montgomery is able to just punch it in, and Craig Reynolds exists on that team as well. So I love the Lions. I think they killed their draft class. I mean, I wouldn't have taken Jack Campbell where they took him, and yeah. I think that that was the pick that they screwed up the most. Um, I would have taken a guy, if you're going to take a linebacker, a guy like Drew Sanders out of Arkansas, which you were talking about Branch and he, how he was your guy. My guy was Drew Sanders. Yeah, I loved what I saw from Sanders. I saw Minnie Keekly, mm-hmm. and I think he could have been awesome. He didn't do much on the Broncos this year, but I... I would have taken Laporta instead of Gibbs here, but mm-hmm. it's there. There's no. It's yep. half of one half, six of one half doesn't have another. Right? Yep. So I have the Packers pick, and they took Lucas Van Ness, who was called Hercules and was not my favorite prospect coming out because I just didn't think he had that much talent. And he was just pure. He was a raw egg, mm-hmm. and I was worried about Salmonella. <laughs> um, I wasn't gonna do it. I I don't like him. I yeah. He he performed well later in the year. But if I'm the Packers, I'm taking the best player available. And the best player available is Sam Laporta. And the fact that the Lions aren't going to get him really helps the division rival. And in this imaginary world, Jaden Reed, Dontavian Wicks, Luke Musgrave aren't Packers yet. Which means they have openings at receiver and tight end. And if I'm going to take one, it's either going to be a guy like Jaden Reed. But this was a little too early for Reed. Or you could take, say, Flowers here. He's a little too early for Flowers as well, and Laporta's on the board. So I'm going to take the best player available, best pass catcher, one of the best blockers in the league, and take Laporta, and he's going to be a Green Bay Packer blocking and catching for Jordan Love. Yeah, I love the pick, especially you hit on it on that last little bit there, the blocking. And LaFleur, obviously we've seen him run the rock now in the past couple weeks. That's what really had their offense humming at the end of the year and into the playoffs. Getting the best blocking tight end in this class as well as the best pass catching tight end in a world where they don't have Musgrave, love it. Yeah. Tyler, you're up next. You have the Pittsburgh Steelers. They took Broderick Jones, offensive yeah. tackle here. I believe that's Georgia. And yes. Who would you take? I have an interesting selection here, and I want to know who you would take here because they took a tackle. Yeah. And they had a whole bunch of flaws as they left this season. Yes. Somehow they left this season going into the playoffs. <laughs> but... There's tons of flaws throughout up and down this roster. What do you do? How do yeah. you fix it? So I, I'm going to stay away from defense. I think their defense is fine, right? Okay. Especially the pass rushers. The only thing would be their secondary is not great. That's interesting because that's why I took Joey Porter Jr. Okay. If I had this pick. I, ha- I have him there, 
but I I would rather take an offensive guy even to see if I can help out Pickett if I'm just if I'm thinking as the Steelers right they they have put resources in the Pickett in terms of the first round pick I want to see him be as successful as he can be so right now I'm choosing really between Dalton Kincaid and Zay Flowers mm. no Addison uh, I have Flowers over Addison okay. if I'm going to take a receiver so. And really, actually, I actually have Rasheed Rice over him, so we'll see if we get into that point. But I, hope, I want to talk more about that, so I hope <laughs> we get there. We definitely can. I think I'm going to go with Kincaid, though, because I feel like Flowers is pretty repeatable when it comes to Deontay Johnson. They're a lot, repeatable, I mean, the same style yep. of player. Not a big Pat Fryermuth guy. Pat Fryermuth has been injured a lot. So I think getting Dalton Kincaid, who also is not... A similar style to Fryermuth, more of that move tight end. You put him in the slot a ton, runs yeah. a ton of routes. Came on as the season went along. Didn't have a 50-plus yard game until week seven, and then seven of the next 13 weeks were 15-plus, mm. over half. Again, we talked about it, not as good of a blocker, right? You're not going to put him in the run game, but I right. don't think that's really what they need. I got so annoyed watching the Bills call screen passes with Kincaid as the lead blocker. I was yep. like, what are you, stop mm. it. He's not Dawson Knox, guys. Yeah. Um. It's, Connor, what do you think? I mean, what do you think of the Steelers as in general this season? And what do you think of Kyle's, Tyler's pick? Yeah, I mean, I get the pick. If you're looking for Pickett to be a little bit more successful, the thought around that is getting him some weapons. Me, personally, kind of a similar idea, although I'm not a huge Pickett guy. I wanted to give him some help, but I wanted to do that through the line. Um, I think you could have gone Dewan Jones, yep. Broderick Jones, Darnell Wright, one of these tackles. Like you said, I feel like the most of the tackles at the top of the board, they're kind of like taking pick. They all played pretty similarly. So I personally would go offensive line here. I think they could use some help there. They're getting a little old, even in their spots where they're decent. But Kincaid makes sense. Yeah. Connor, you're back on the clock. New York Jets, they took Will McDonald the fourth. Yep. Or, yeah, the fourth. <clears throat> I can do no Roman numerals. I can't. <laughs> I was, I, I was just going to trust you. I was like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's just, it's IV and it's whatever comes first. I, I don't even know. <laughs> if there's an I in front of a V, that means that the V is just... V is five. V is five. I know that. And if you take put the I in front of it, it becomes four. Because gotcha. Like, it. It's the one before. Which have you guys been watching the Percy Jackson series on Disney yes, Plus? It's beautiful. I, I've heard it. I want. To, I read all the books as a kid. But yeah. I haven't watched it. Yeah. I read all those books: Magnus Chase, Kane Chronicles, yeah. all everything required. Yeah. I read yeah. it. The show isn't entirely loyal, mm. but it's phenomenal. Yeah, so, I gotta check it out. Just from entertain entertainment standpoint, I've loved it. Even though, like you said, not super book accurate in a lot yeah. of ways, but. I've been I've been loving it. They get the vibe of the books, which I think is one of the biggest things. The other movies didn't. Anyways, we'll go back to football now. <laughs> New York Jets. They took Will McDonald. I didn't like the pick at all when it happened, and it looks horrible now. Yeah. So, and another team that has tons of holes. They have Aaron Rodgers, so they don't need. It's not like they need a quarterback. And in this universe, Aaron Rodgers hasn't gotten hurt yet. That's true. That's so big for my pick. You're giving guys help. Yep. So, who are you giving to help Aaron Rodgers? Yeah. I mean, I agree. Bad pick so far. I'll give it C minus. Be nice. Because I think it could be a lot worse going forward. <laughs> but um, for the Jets, like you said, in this world, Aaron Rodgers is playing for you. And uh, what happened? Game one with Aaron Rodgers gets injured. We got to give him help on that line. We got to get him a tackle. So, I had Paris Johnson going here. I know it's a, it's a Paris Johnson slip, so he's off the board. I'm going to go the next best available, and I think that's Dewan Jones, who is really good. I had him at two as well. With the Browns, I believe, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, he was great for them, and I think you put him on that um, on that offensive line. Who knows? Maybe you got Aaron Rodgers for a season. Maybe the Jets are a little bit more competitive. Maybe if they had an actual field, they wouldn't. They, that's they'd true. Be fine. <laughs> that's true. That, that too. 
But yeah, so I'm going to go tackle for the Jets, try to give Aaron Rodgers some help. I think it's, I've always thought it's funny. Dewan Jones' nickname coming in was Big Thanos. Big Thanos. Thanos, yeah. Thanos is eight feet tall. Yep. So saying he's bigger. Big Thanos. <laughs> <laughs> Just huge. But yeah, he's who I had as my tackle too behind yeah. Paris Johnson, the two Ohio yeah. State guys. Best pass blocking grade according to PFF of all the rookie tackles. Played over a thousand snaps at right tackle for the Browns. Had a good run blocking year as well because yeah. of just his sheer size. We talked about Big Thanos. He's a guy who would really, I'm sure Aaron Rodgers would really like to have on his right or left side. Yep. Yeah, the Browns also just had a phenomenal year. They did, and they overperformed a lot, a lot in due to their rookie class and Joe Flacco coming back from the dead. So props to Joe Flacco for reviving a Browns team. Um, I have 16. It's the Washington Commanders. They took Emmanuel Forbes here, which I think was a decent pick. He had a decent season. Not yeah. Tell me it more. Was, especially, you think of the A.J. Brown game, rough. Rough. They, they did bench. They benched Forbes midseason, and then I will say I tapped out. So I don't know what happened after they benched him. But I thought that he looked about as good as I expected. But that's why I was mad that, that I don't. I, this was just the wrong pick. Yeah. Christian Gonzalez went the pick after him. Yeah, it was, yeah that's it was, tough. Insane. Such so, a classic commander's thing to oh take gosh, a right? corner and then have right a top two corner. or best corner yep. in the class be selected right after. Gonzalez was so clearly better than Forbes, too. But I'm going to take the the third best corner on the board, and I think there's a massive teardrop after. It's Joey Porter Jr. Yeah. And yep. once you take Joey Porter Jr., I mean, he started all year for the Steelers, which mm-hmm. and the Steelers have a good defense. He looked like his dad out there. We know what his dad is capable of. So... I think that just taking the best corner available here for the Commanders is what they need. Keep pick, keep it consistent. Yeah, agree. He was the last corner I had for this exercise, so I agree with the teardrop as yeah. well. Only allowed one touchdown in coverage this year, had six pass breakups a pick, and then the signature thing for him was his physicality out on the outside, 37 right. tackles as well, very low missed tackle percentage for a corner. So loved loved this pick for you and love how he's playing so far. I think it's the right pick. I think Forbes was a really... I, it's just a stupid selection. It It's just... That's the kind of thing that happens when your entire organization is in flux like that and you have no idea what's going on. But now you're getting a real prospect to come into the building in Joey Porter Jr. and he's going to be able to replace whatever the heck is going on in Washington. We're going to take a break and when we come back, Tyler, you got pick number 17 with the New England Patriots. Hi everybody, I'm Kristen Chenoweth. When our service men and women return from war, they often carry wounds that the rest of us cannot see. Up to one in five veterans who served in Iraq and Afghanistan are diagnosed with post-traumatic stress. And often, even the best treatment, including medication and therapy, they fall short. Sadly, more than 6,000 veterans die every year from suicide. Thanks to the life-saving power of the human-animal bond, professionally trained service dogs can help. But connecting a veteran with a well-trained service dog can be difficult. Wait lists are long and training can cost tens of thousands of dollars. But service dogs can bring healing. If you're a veteran or know a veteran struggling with post-traumatic stress or traumatic brain injury, please go to AmericanHumane.org to learn about their Pups for Patriots program, which provides dogs to veterans for free of charge. Let's help our veterans heal from the invisible wounds of war. Here's a fun fact for you. The average chameleon can point their eyes in two different directions. On the other hand, the average human can't. So unless you're a chameleon, there's absolutely no way you can focus on texting and driving at the same time. So don't do it. Unless you're a chameleon. 
Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. Hey, this is Jamie Chadwell, new head football coach of your Liberty Flames. Couldn't be more excited to lead this team into a new era as we join Conference USA. But we need you, Flames Nation. Come fill up Williams Stadium this fall for all seven home games as we compete for our first FBS conference title. Season tickets start at just $120. Where will you be on game day? Get your tickets at lufootball.com and rise with us. Welcome back, y'all, to Light Work. We are about, I would say we're about halfway through this draft. We are, we just did pick 16, and we're only 45 minutes into the show, so we should be able to get through all 32 if, we're, if we keep rolling like this. Yeah, I was going to say we're, we're rolling. I think everybody's got good reasoning for their picks, right? We're well, well-researched guys. Yeah. You know, we know what we're talking about. Mostly. A little bit. And there hasn't been really any, con- <laughs> any controversy yet in terms of the picks. I can say, personally, I felt good about pretty much everyone I and you guys have taken. Yeah, I think my Bijan one might have been a little out there, but... That's uh, that's the only one I'd, yeah. I would pull back if I'd, I... just. Mm. Anyways, let's move on. <laughs> 17. Connor, you have your New England Patriots. Uh, is it Tyler? Hey, or, I think it's me, yeah. Is it? I skipped you. Ah, well, my you know. <laughs> no. Tyler, you have Connor's New England yeah, Patriots. Yeah. They took Christian Gonzalez here, which was by far the right pick. He was phenomenal. Yeah, despite the injury, I would still give this, you know... B plus just because of you know yeah. he got injured but but it looked great looked really good was at a position of need for them mm-hmm. and that's why it's a little tough because all the corners that I think are worthy of this yeah, high of a pick are gone yeah, yeah. they go so I think I might flip and actually go offensive okay the Patriots have no one who is explosive off it's ex- outside of Pop Douglas Liberty Flame right there let's Woo-hoo! go but I want I want to get them somebody who's gonna help them right and can help the offense maybe look a little better. And with not a lot of secondary pieces being at this level, I'm going to go with Zay Flowers, mm. wide receiver for Boston College at the time and the Ravens now. Had 899 yards, five touchdowns, 81 catches. He was the very clear wide receiver one for one of the two best teams in the entire league. Yep. He had 20 missed tackles for us, which four receivers was fourth in the NFL. Ultra shifty guy. A guy who you throw it to him five yards, he's taking it 15. Right. Just really tough to deal with. And is more versatile, I think, than people thought, right? He played 70% of snaps outside, 30% in the slot. So you can kind of move him around in that way. Adds jet sweep and running capability with that explosiveness. A guy that the Patriots really need. They almost don't. They need a guy like this more than they need maybe just kind of that big body type you think that can go up and get the ball. They need somebody who's going to make people miss. So this becomes our second receiver off the board. First one was Puka Nakua at 10, then Zay Flowers at 17. And in that, we have, we already have had two tight ends and two running backs. The receiver's falling. Which Does that say something about how good this class is or how deep it is, or is it just other needs that we have? For each These teams have other needs than wide receiver. Yeah, I mean, I don't think the wide receiver class was – Super strong, nothing like what we're going to see this upcoming oh, year, yeah. I would say for sure. But I think, you know, especially with Puka being number one, I mean, that's a guy that was like, that's out of left field when right. you're talking about the actual drafting process. I think the wide receiver class was okay. Zay Flowers played really well. I like him going to the Patriots. They need help just about anywhere, so it's kind of hard not to nail that pick right, as long right. as you're picking a good player. But um, Quentin Johnson, incredible this yeah. season. No, yeah, phenomenal. 
Oh man, the poor guy. <laughs> Listen. I'm still holding out hope, man. I'm Why? still holding out hope. Why? People can have bad rookie seasons to come back. I'm still holding out hope. He is big. He's physical. He can run fast. And, man, can he learn from Mike Williams? Hopefully. Maybe. Because if he took Mike Williams' catch point, then he'd be sick. Yeah. <clears throat> Anyways. No, Quentin Johnson's not going to do anything. I'm just... <laughs> he's going to be terrible. You're not a big Quentin Johnson guy? I am an anti-Quentin Johnson really? guy. Yeah, I think dude, he's such a hater. I. You know what, Tyler? It's in my blood. Do you see this hat? It says Philadelphia. That <laughs> hater in You're, my blood. You were born a hater, yeah. I was. <laughs> I was born right outside Philadelphia. Number one, we got one eighteen. Detroit yep. Lions. They took Jack Campbell here. That was the wrong pick. Yeah. Um, I. It's just plain and simple. They could have had better linebackers than Campbell. So, who are you taking, Mr. Connor Young? Yeah. If you have the eighteenth pick and you're the Detroit Lions. Yeah, I mean, I had. I was talking to Aaron about this during the break. I had Laporta going here. He's gone. So I was like, man, what am I going to do? Because I, I agree, Campbell's not the guy. And then Aaron gave me some advice. I think I'm going to go with it. This is a guy who wasn't as productive as Laporta this season. But he was drafted right after him in the real NFL draft. That's Michael Mayer, tight end. And I think if he goes to Detroit and they use him in a similar way as Laporta, I don't see much of a reason why he can't be close to Laporta as far as production. So I think it's just kind of taking a Laporta replacement, which is kind of weird to say because I don't even have him in this draft. But that's where I'm going to go with this. Yeah, I love that pick. I love Michael Mayer. I think he is, well, first off, he looks like the main, um, he looks like a villain that you would cast in a high school movie. <laughs> he looks like a Bane. Yeah. Oh, ooh, I like that. That's a good one. Danny Kelly for The Ringer had a hilarious draft comp for Michael Mayer. I'm trying to find it now. Uh, da, 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 da. Well, while you yeah. find that. Yeah, you go. Totally agree with you, Connor. It's yeah. really hard when you're on the Las Vegas Raiders this year to judge you, especially as a pass catcher, right? right? But we saw the ability as a blocker. He's a guy who most tight ends can't stand up to edge defenders. He can. Mm-hmm. So Danny Kelly had Michael Mayer as his 13th best prospect overall. He said she- shades of Heath Miller and that berserker Urukai from Helm's Deep in Lord of the Rings. That's funny. So the one that like had the torch that was running up to the door to blow it. Yeah, that's, that's Michael Mayer. And yeah. there are times when he catches the ball, you're like, oh, yeah, no one can tackle him. He's just <laughs> that good. And I think putting him on the Lions is a phenomenal pick because Laporta was great, like un- undisputably phenomenal for the Lions, and just switching out the tight end, it might it might work. Yeah, that's, that's kind of what I'm going for. I mean, Laporta is so pivotal to their offense. Let's give him a tight end and see what he can do. Yeah, I have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers here, and the Bucks had a really good season. They, over- they overperformed. Evans was awesome. Baker was incredible. Rashad White, we see what he can do. So I'm just going to keep the pick. Kalaja Kansi, yeah. out of Pittsburgh. He had a really solid rookie season, and I wasn't entirely a fan of his. I mean, undersized defensive tackle isn't entirely the best position of need for teams. Like, I, just drafting undersized defensive tackle isn't the best position to draft ever. And drafting of any position, a defensive tackle to be undersized, that's just a poor decision, but it worked out. So I'm impressed by Cansey, and I think that it's the right pick, and I'm just going to keep it. Tyler, your thoughts? Yeah, I, I'm good with that, right? I mean, yeah. we we needed some D-line help coming this year, and Cansey is how we took care of that in the first round. He was injured a little bit to start, but then especially we saw in these playoffs came on in a big way, getting pressures, having sacks, and just winning one-on-one battles, which when you're a guy who is that small at D-tackle is a must. So I I'm with I'm with that pick. Excellent. I appreciate having the Bucks fan approval on my <laughs> Bucks pick. You have pick number twenty. That's Seattle Seahawks. They took JSN here. Is the pick stay or are we doing something different? Yeah, I'm I'm doing something a little different. I like JSN, but just I think there's some 
better guys you can grab. I also just don't know if they got their value out of that pick by not throwing him the ball. Yeah, it's tough when you already have DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, just and then even their offense was not meant to be chucking around the yard kind right. of offense. So to add a third receiver to that, I think kind of gets redundant. And so I'm actually going to go with a guy who's kind of, you know, I think wildly off in the outfield here. Kobe Turner. Oh, yeah. There it is. Kobe Turner, defensive tackle for the Rams. 12 sacks. It's the most of all rookies and did it listed at D tackle. Yep. Going through the A and B gap, most of his snaps. So that's just, that's wildly impressive to me, right? When you are fighting against double teams and just in all that muck and are able to come out and get the quarterback. Also had the 36 stops, which includes runs, which that was the most of all rookies for his position. So he's a guy who I think fits even a need for the Seahawks. They don't have that amazing defensive tackle on their roster right now. And I think he fills that need. There's a reason he is high in the odds for rookie of the year. It's him and Byron Young. They are the two two of the best players, and the Rams got them both. So Kobe Turner, that's a phenomenal pick, and I think that it is going to work really, really well for um, the Seahawks, who need help on the defensive end. Yeah, real quick, I've seen this a little bit. I don't know if I 100% agree with it, but how much of that do you think is kind of the Aaron Donald effect of him getting a lot of the pressure on the offensive line, opening up more room for Turner? Oh, yeah, I think it's part of it, yeah. right? Aaron Donald's the best defensive tackle ever mm-hmm. right and so but he also is getting older so i think it's not he's not what he once was yep. and so teams are still dedicating double teams to him right but you still got to win your one-on-ones and kobe turner did that in a big way i True. think that high sack number you're right is a lot of the aaron donald effect but i think take take away a third of those sacks and he's still he oh absolutely what, eight yep so especially for a defensive tackle yeah I mean, that's great that's and phenomenal. stop the run in a big way too so he's able to do both yeah so even taking away Aaron Donald, I think that really does help, and I think he would look great in that Seahawks uniform. That I, okay, what are their colors? I want them to go back to the throwbacks. They should. Those are sick. They should just do that consistently. But yeah. oh no, NFL teams don't do anything cool. Which I want the Bucks to go back to throwbacks too. But cream sickles. Oh, dude, so nice. I wow. love the cream sickles. <laughs> I do love them too. But seeing that every week, I feel like would be a little overpowering. <laughs> just that, assaulting to the that, eyes. I think that's cool. I like bringing it back. It's a sick jersey. I mean, yeah, top yeah. five all time for NFL. Maybe probably it, even higher. Oh, I, I'm. Ha- dude, the Titans to say- need to go back to their throwbacks. Sorry to cut you off. Huh? There, there's so many teams need to go back to throwbacks. I said the Titans, Patriots, Red. Oh, those to the Oilers, Oilers uniforms. Yeah. Are yeah, so cool. Eagles Kelly Green is one of the best. No, that's a great. That's a good one. one of my favorite. The Patriots, oh, the Patriots, Patriots red, red one ones. is good. They're so sweet. way better than their normal ones. Yes. We need to have a conversation at some point because this holds the NBA jersey too. ranking. That'd be sick. Jersey ranking and jerseys were just better yeah. in the eighties yes. and nineties yeah. than they are now. Yeah. Well, we have a minute. Let's go. <laughs> we have we have a minute till break, so let's just keep going. The NBA has absolutely ruined jerseys yes. with all these city edition garbage. Yeah. And Those there's twenty seven per team. Yes. Yeah. So many jerseys. It's insane. And now the NFL, I mean, some teams do it wrong. The Giants did it wrong this year. They look ugly. The They're dark navy ones with the red lines. Yeah, just stick with the royal blue. Royal blue is sick. The Cowboys put out, put out those new ones where they were just white in the navy. Mm-hmm. Those are clean. Yeah. So jerseys, they're, they're, t- they're taking steps in the right direction. Falcons have one of the best no- usual kits out there, though. Yeah, I like they're all blacks. We're going jerseys across the board, my favorite of all time. Got to go with the purple Toronto Raptors. I have Those a Vince Carter jersey. I have, I have yeah. a Vince Carter jersey <laughs> you have for the Raptors. You have to. That's my number one. If you love sports, you have to either love the jersey or have one of yeah. those jerseys. Absolutely. So we're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll keep talking actual football. Uh, Connor, you will be on the clock. I'm with on the, the clock. L.A. Chargers, because the Miami Dolphins skipped their pick. Losers. We'll be right back.
In baseball, these are the moments that bring us to our feet. But the most important moment happens when we all stand together. United for a great cause. We once again join our partners Stand Up to Cancer in reaffirming a commitment to the fight against cancer. Since 2008, Major League Baseball, its fans, players, and coaches have delivered a powerful, determined message that we, together, will defeat cancer. I'm Matt Damon. I'm Candace Patton. Joe Manganiello. Jordana Brewster. Zachary Levi. I'm Uzo Aduba. Cancer has in some way touched all of us. So join Major League Baseball and Stand Up to Cancer as we stand in honor of all loved ones affected by this disease. Visit standuptocancer.org slash MLB. Stand up with us. Since the moment you were born, I've made a thousand wishes. Wishes for your future in a world that's changing fast. For all of the things you may one day do, do play and laugh. Do win and lose. Do learn from your mistakes. And challenge yourself to grow. Do not be afraid. Or make decisions based in fear. Do it all with confidence and with kindness and strength. Do call your mom and ask her for advice. And always do your best to remember that no matter what you do in this life, what matters to me is that you keep doing. I love you always, Mom. Inspire kids to do at 4H.org. Let's be real. The odds of a high school athlete getting a college scholarship and making it to the pros are pretty slim. Don't get me wrong. It's okay to dream of becoming a pro athlete, even a famous one. But that's not why I play. My reason why? I love the competition. My reason why is community. My reason why is leadership. My reason why is to challenge myself. My reason why is love for the game. And hey, if we don't make it to the pros or onto the cover of Sports Illustrated, that's okay. Because there's every reason to believe we'll excel in something even bigger than sports. We'll excel in life. There are lots of great reasons to play high school sports. Tell us your reason using the hashtag MyReasonWhy. This message presented by the NFHS and the Virginia High School League. As a Christian, you probably feel God's call on your life to evangelize in your community. The fact is, there might be some things that hold you back from doing exactly that. You might think you don't have enough time. Maybe you're feeling a little scared to go out and spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. Or perhaps you feel that you don't have enough training to share your faith. At Acts 1-8 Ministry, we truly understand your concerns, and we've made evangelizing easy, non-threatening, and fun for any Christian. We do this by teaching people to evangelize through a method we call Christian Kindness. Put simply, it involves lovingly reaching out to people through simple acts of kindness. We've been training Christians to do easy and effective outreach with our proven method for over 13 years. To find out more and get our free resources, visit us online at acts18.org. That's A-C-T-S 18.org.
All right, y'all, welcome back. Um, we're, we're just doing a redraft. That's just how it is. That's what we're doing. So if you don't want to be here, leave, because we, we, don't, we don't want you to hear if you don't want to be here. That's just rude. True. Oh, he oh. had a yawn real quick, so sorry. Oh, that was a sneeze. And then didn't <laughs> sneeze. Oh, it's brutal. <laughs> Those are the worst. Oh, oh, man. All right, pick number 21. Connor, I believe this is your pick. Yeah. We have L.A. Chargers. Yeah. They took Quentin Johnston here. That was the wrong pick, like yeah. straight up wrong. Who would you take here instead? I have a specific guy I think would be awesome, but I want to know who you would do. Yeah, I don't know if I'm going where you're going, to be honest with you. But in the real draft, we saw three wide receivers back-to-back, Johnson, Flowers, Addison. I don't hate the idea of taking a receiver here for the Chargers. Now, I know some people are like, why? They have Allen. They have Williams. Allen's old. They're going to have to pay him soon. They probably don't want to. Williams, you're going to have to pay him soon as well. You can't have too many wide receivers. I'm going to go... Jordan Addison. I'm going to flip him from the third what receiver taken in that back-to-back-to-back, to back to back, bring him to number one. I actually like Addison a lot. I had him on my fantasy team, so that helped. <laughs> yeah. When Justin Jefferson <laughs> went down, I was like, I'm putting him in there, and he was great. I mean, he was really productive, especially when Jettas was out, and I think he's just a good player overall. I, I'm going to put him to, to the Chargers, see what you can do with Justin Herbert. Yeah, I had a different receiver, and actually I'm going to take that receiver with my next pick. Um, but I think Addison's the right pick here. I think that he is adding. What have we talked about forever with the Chargers? They need speed. They need hands. Yeah, yeah. That they've been in it. There's been an aversion to drafting guys who are fast and drafting guys who can catch. And Addison can do both of those things to the max. Those are the only two things he's good at: is speed and hands. So I think drafting him here is a perfect fit with a absolute cannon of an arm that is Justin Herbert before yeah. he got hurt. Yeah, just add he had twelve point five yard average at the target this year that's top 15 in the league Insane. so just Insane. already a top 15 to top 20 deep threat off rip and then as he goes in his career i'm sure he will rise in those rankings yeah so i'm gonna stick with the receiver theme here and i have the baltimore ravens they do not have zay flowers because zay flowers is off the board he was taken at number 17 by the new england patriots courtesy of tyler i'm gonna take Jaden reed really yeah you have him over rice i do also, another guy, we, another okay. wide wide out, Tank Dell. We haven't seen go yet, which yeah. I know that like, was that's my next. How is he as a like as a prospect is one thing, but he was really good with the Texans. Mm-hmm. So okay, so why why do you have him over Rice? Because of his ability to do everything. So I think Rice just is there because of Patrick Mahomes. I honestly don't know. I didn't like him coming out of college. I didn't like him as a prospect, and I think the only reason he's taking off is because Mahomes needed someone to throw to, and he's developing really late. I really liked what Jaden Reed is able to do. He can catch. He can run. He can do everything under the sun. Wow, that rhymed. Bars. Hmm. Bars. I think having a receiver that can be a mini Debo in this Ravens offense is more valuable than having a Racy Rice. I think I need to... The fit, maybe. I want to push back that it's just for Patrick Mahomes, though. So, Rice is number one in the league in reception percentage. So, balls thrown to him that end up in receptions. He's number one. And he's number one in yak per reception, which that's all on him, right? He gets the ball. Not all, because you do have to put it in a good spot to you run. You do. And also, I would say that first stat is a Patrick Mahomes stat more than it is a Rishi Rice stat. You can't say that reception percentage is all Patrick Mahomes. Well, you have to catch the ball. Put the... What did we talk about with Quentin Johnston, right? Justin Herbert puts it on his hands and he drops it. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. <coughs> it's a two-way street, though. It's a it's 50-50. Quarterback's got to get the ball there. Receiver's got to pull it down, but it's... Patrick Mahomes is going to be—when you have the best quarterback to ever throw the football, throwing you the ball, it does make it easier. You have to at least— It, in, make, it makes it easier. Thank it you. It makes it easier. But I don't think it 
discounts the better season, like the level of better season that Rasheed Rice had compared to Jaden Reed. Jaden Reed's also in a very saturated backfield, or not backfield, wide receiver room. Right. With Watson and Wicks and Musgrave and Aaron Jones and Jordan Love, who's figure things out until like week 10. So I think Jaden Reed is the better prospect, and he's the, just the better player. Well, do you think that if he was a better prospect, he would have elevated himself out of that? To where he would have really shown that he's the best out of that He did. Group? He had 15-plus fantasy points five weeks in a row. But you just said he doesn't have better stats than Rasheed Rice because he's in that same group with all of them. Rishi Rice is there's, Rishi Rice is the only one in that room. I mean, they still have Kelsey. Mm. So that's Kelsey had one of his had the worst season of his career, but still the best season of tight ends. Did he? Just from a pure stats perspective, I, I would say Laporta so. Laporta yeah. had a much better season statistically. Uh, n- I'm pretty sure not. I'm going to look at it right now to double just to double check to make sure. But I think even with Kelsey missing a couple of games, I didn't even mention Romeo Dubs, who led the entire league in, or led the postseason in receiving yards. So yeah, Kelsey so had more. Here we're just going to filter by receptions here. So Kelsey had the most yards of tight ends. He had the second most receptions behind Evan Ingram of tight ends. He had the, he had a lot of yard or a Hold solid on, yards. Where are you looking number. at? Kelsey had the most receptions yards for tight ends. PFF. George Kittle had a thousand had a thousand yards this season. So twenty fourth overall. Travis Kelsey have, had nine eighty four. They Ingram. have Kelsey with a thousand one hundred thirty. So they're adding in postseason. Maybe mm-hmm. this is just I'm looking at re- this is regular and postseason. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking at twenty. I mean, Kittle's in the postseason too, though. So, but so they added yeah. they added it, it for him as well. Well, he didn't. Well, one last week. Yeah, I mean that's fair. But he also Kelsey missed games with injury that killed him. So that's evening out. <laughs> We're, we've been on this pick too long. So, do you just rate my Jaden Reed pick? How's that? Well, I think because of this, you know, I'm not loving it. <laughs> I would have gone with Rashi, I would go with Rasheed Rice here. Okay. And but what I, I don't hate the wide receiver. I don't hate them taking a receiver. I think that is fine. I just have a receiver higher than this I is do the Ravens, Reed. right? This is the Ravens. Yes. Okay. You know uh, what, Connor? You've been completely silent. <laughs> I'm Take sorry. a side. Yeah. <laughs> I think I see where you guys are coming from. I think the type of player that you drafted, his kind of profile would be interesting for sure with the Ravens. Although when you're looking at production, it's hard not to look at a guy like Rice or even Dell. But I think you're probably drafting more towards potential slash fit, whereas you're drafting towards production. So it makes it difficult. I think if you want to go safe, you're going to go with someone who's a little bit more established this year. But I don't hate being out there throwing something at the wall and seeing if it sticks at the same time. You just, so I did nothing. Yeah. Okay. So, so, yeah. so I'm doing so, <laughs> complete so, fence sitting. So, that was elite fence sitting, yeah. though. I'll say Ten, that was elite. Yeah. That was beautiful. <laughs> yeah. All right, Tyler, you're on the clock at 23. You have the Minnesota Vikings. Are you going to take Rishi Rice here? Yeah. It's that's definitely an <laughs> option, but I think I'd rather them have more of an explosive running back. They have Justin Jefferson. And at this point, you wouldn't know that he was going to be hurt, and then same True. with Hawkinson, you wouldn't know that he was going to blow his knee out. So now I'm. There's two running backs off the board. Both mm-hmm. both of the first round running backs are off the board. Yeah. Are you gonna take the one running back that completely took off this season? I'm gonna take A Chan. Heck yeah. I'm taking A Chan. See, when you said running back that took off this season, I actually thought Kyron Williams as well. Yeah, I, I first thought it was Zach Charbonnet, but then I was like, that's stupid. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> I do like Charbonnet, but no, not not this high this spot. Dude, A was electric this year. Seven point yep. five yards per no, attempt. He was. That's two more yards per attempt than the next closest guy in this class. Yeah, I'm not going to fight you on this one. He is crazy. <laughs> and now injuries are concerned, right? He right. is 190 pounds at running back. He didn't get hurt at Texas A&M, but this year was put on IR with the ankle thing. 
and then had some more just dings throughout the season. So definitely concerned about that. But when you look at the backfield in Minnesota, they don't have anyone of this profile. We Alex, um, what's his last name? I'm so sorry. Alex Madison. Madison. There you go. I almost said Morrison, but I knew that wasn't right. Alex Madison is not this level of explosiveness, and they Alexander lost Dalvin Cook. Yeah, <laughs> they lost Dalvin Cook going in this year. So I think this is a nice replacement in that way for the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, I think it's the it's the right pick. It's there's you need some money to be explosive, and you're not getting Jordan Addison to pair up with Justin Jefferson. So might right. as well grab a running back. There are some receivers available, like we talked about. Rasheed Rice is still on the board, as is oh who was it that I Tank had Dell. Tank Dell. Tank Dell. Yeah, right. JSN too. Yeah, yeah. true. Well, yeah, I don't know about that one. <laughs> I, w- I have them below those two, for yeah. sure, yeah. So, Connor, you're up next. Yep. You have New York Giants, who yep. had an interesting season, to say the least. That's Tommy sure. Cutlets <laughs> uh, went in a few games. They beat the, they lost the Eagles on Christmas, then beat them on New Year's. Um, or no. It was, er, was it New Year's? I don't know. I don't remember. I don't remember. Anyways, he beat the Eagles in Week 18. Yep. They took Deontay Banks, who I was not... Tyler, Deontay Banks, what do you got? Uh, elite athlete. Yes. He is really quick, really fast, very nice body in terms of length, yeah. weight, stuff like that. At Maryland, he would get disinterested a little bit, it almost seemed like, and would leave receivers in their route before even the quarterback threw because he just thought it was done. Yep. And technique wasn't great, but I think he didn't have a great year this year. I think I still am holding out hope that he can kind of put it all together. Yep. This is where I'm going with this pick. I am sticking with Deontay Banks, which I know Ooh. might be a little controversial, but he's a height-speed freak. He's a great athlete as a quarterback, which yeah. is, especially for a prospect, I mean, that's, if not number one, that's number two for what you're looking at. Yeah. He also played the second most snaps for rookie corners in this past draft behind Witherspoon for the Seahawks. You know, Christian Gonzalez stays healthy. He's probably ahead of him, but he played a lot for the Giants. Was he amazing? No. Was he bad? No, he wasn't bad. Right. He definitely wasn't bad. And is he a player that I think you could see a huge step from rookie season to year two, year three, just because, yeah, he isn't as polished as he needs to be technically. That's a, that's a big part of his game. He's much, or That's not a big part of his game yet. He's much more of getting by on his athleticism. If he can develop a little bit more technically, I think you could have quite the player down the stretch. So I'm going to give the chance to Banks to make him prove himself. Set pick number 24. I don't think that's a crazy reach. I'm going to have him stick with Banks at 24. All right, we are going to react to that as soon as we come back from break. But first, a word from our sponsors. How much garbage will you generate in one lifetime? Well, statistics show that it's about 600 times your weight. A lot of that trash and garbage will be left in places it should not be, such as the side of roads, parks, or yards. Pollution is an important issue in the world today, especially trash and garbage pollution. Solutions may come as a surprise. Recycle. Did you know that each year Americans use more than 850 million trees? If you throw an aluminum can out of your car window, it will still be there 500 years later. Facts and research has proven that if we take care of our planet, it will be a healthier place for all of us to live. Here are just a few suggestions on how to get started. One third of your garbage is packaging. Toss it in the recycling bin. Flatten and recycle boxes. Use rags to wipe up spills instead of paper towels. It's simple some of the steps we can take to preserve the land created by the Almighty God. The Bible says in Genesis chapter 2 verse 15, The Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and take care of it. This means that God gave us the earth as a gift and we must not pollute it because it's not ours. So please, if you see trash, go the extra step to put it in its proper place. Flames Nation, this is Liberty Men's Basketball Coach Richie McKay. The McKay family are proud Flames Club members and invite you to join in training champions for Christ on and off the court. 
Whether you're at the game or cheering from home, your support is valuable and directly impacts our student athletes. Membership starts at just $75 and comes with great benefits like access to premium seating, hospitality, and parking privileges. Join today. Visit libertyflamesclub.org. What is dedication? The thing that drives me every day as a dad is Dariana. We call him Day Day for short. Every day he's hungry for something, whether it's attention, affection, knowledge. And there's this huge responsibility in making sure that when he's no longer under my wing, that he's a good person. I want him to be able to sit back one day and go, we worked together, we did a good job. That's dedication. Find out more at fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Jill, why don't you tell the class what you did this weekend? Well, my dad and I went in search of some magical minnows and found a zillion of them in the stream from our lookout rock. Then my sister and I escaped from an evil slug king and went back to my super twig fort for safety. Then we told stories till it got dark and the Big Dipper led us all the way home. Where were you, Jill? We went to the forest. It's not that far away. Ask your parents to take you and your friends to the forest this week. It's closer than you think. Check out discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. All right, y'all, welcome back to Lightwork on there. And joining me is Tyler Hill and Connor Young. We are almost on our show, 45 minutes left. I don't know if that's almost done, but we're going to say it is because I said it. So let's do a quick recap, very quick. This is, might be a little fast. Flying through. Flying through. But if you want to hear this better, just go to Spotify, look up Lightwork, find this bit, hit pause, go to half speed, and then listen again because that may, make, I'll make, might make a lot more sense because <laughs> I'm going to be rolling. All right, number one, we took C.J. Stroud. Number two, Anthony Richardson. Number three, Will Anderson Jr. Number four, Bryce Young. Five, Devon Witherspoon, same pick. Number six, Jalen Carter, which is our highest defensive lineman. Number seven, Brian Branch. Number eight, Christian Gonzalez. Number nine, Bijan Robinson to the Philadelphia Eagles. Number 10, Puka Nakua to the Chicago Bears. Paris Johnson Jr. going number 11. Demir Gibbs, number 12. Sam Laporta, number 13. Don Gakin, number 14. Dewan Jones, number 15. Big Thanos. Number 16, Joey Porter Jr. Number 17, Zay Flowers. Number 18, Michael Mayer. Number 19, Kalaja Kansi staying, actually. Tampa Bay Buccaneer. Number 20, Kobe Turner. Ram. Aaron Donald effect, maybe. Number 21, Jordan Addison adding speed to the Chargers. Number 22, Jaden Reed. That was a, actually a debate. Controversial pick. Yeah. Number 23, Devon Achan. Number 24, Deontay Banks. And number 25, we'll get there in a second, but we got to react to that Deontay Banks yep. pick. Connor, just made it. Tyler, your thoughts? Yeah, I like it. I betting on height weight speed as a corner is never a bad thing yep. right and he played a lot specifically in the wink martindale defense which is a ton of pressure and he leaves his corner out on the island so for him to even play average in his first season doing that when they really trusted him with a lot snap wise and responsibility wise i i like it yeah what do we think about wink going to a different place getting out of new york Does, is he just sick of it or is he trying to find a better more super bowl ready team connor yeah i mean i think it could definitely be a little bit of that. I mean, you get fatigued over with how bad they've been <laughs> over the last couple of the seasons. But, yeah, I think it definitely could be looking for greener pastures, but it's hard to really know for sure. Maybe Kelly Green pastures? Ooh. I was going to say, you're just throwing this in there so, the, so that the Eagles get Wink. I want Wink. I wanted Ryan Nielsen, and then he got snatched up real quick, which for good reason. He's a phenomenal DC. Yeah. Um, but I want Wink Martindale to coach the defensive for the Philadelphia Eagles. Understandable. That'd, that'd be fun. If we had good linebackers, it'd be even more fun. Uh, number 25, I have Tank Dell. Tank okay. Dell going to the Buffalo Bills. We want a pass catcher. Mm-hmm. We want somebody. Gabe Davis is bad, right? Khalil Shakir, he's good. He's a good player. 
whenever the ball gets thrown to him, he's quality. They don't have Kincaid in this situation, so I'm just adding the best receiver available to this Bills team. Yeah, love it, because really the only issue I have with Tank Dell is injury stuff, right? And, right. I, you know, another smaller guy. This receiver class was pretty much all smaller guys, and we saw him get have that season-ending injury. But well, him as a player— Quentin Johnston's like, not small. That's true. Do we want to take him here? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I think you uh, made a good pick there with awesome. Tank. So, Tank Dell going at number 25. I feel like that's pretty—I don't know if it's chalk, but it's pretty straightforward. Yeah. Um, 26, Tyler. You have the Dallas Cowboys, yes, who originally took Mozzie Smith, who we have not seen much of this season, if anything at all. Yeah, and even just the cause and effect, right? You take Mozzie Smith because you want to stop the run, and then the Cowboys did not stop the run this year. There was no effect. So yep. even just looking from that perspective, you know, not a bust yet, but did not fulfill what they wanted to in this first season. Only nine tackles this season, three games started and 16 games played. Three tackles for loss as a defensive tackle. That's not what you wanted from a freak of nature that you thought he was going to be coming in. 6'3", 323, and an absolute beast of a man. Yeah. He was on. He was number one on Bruce Feldman, college football writer for The Athletic, does a freak list every yeah. year. And he was number one on Isn't it. Isn't Harrison number one on that list? He was this last year, yeah. Okay. But the year before when Smith was at Michigan going into that year, he was... I'm pretty sure he was number one. Okay. Oh, I was asking about like the most recent. Yeah, yeah. So the most recently, Marv was one... And just, which yeah. to have the number one receiver in the class be number one on this guy's freaks list, insane. Yeah, insane. Marv's generational, man. Marv is generational. But I'm actually gonna flip to the offensive side here for the Cowboys. Their right tackle just did not play very well right. this year. His name escapes me, but just by grading, giving up sacks, and then they had that left tackle side down. I think helping Dak by bringing. Oh, do in. they really? Do they have a good left tackle? They do. <laughs> they have a pretty good left tackle. <laughs> So I'm actually going to go with Anton Harris. That's who I had for this pick, which is That's the next, crazy. next player overall, too. Yep. So I think this is very squarely where uh, where he should go in terms of value. I mean, you know, getting a tackle in the first round that's a stalwart is always something teams are looking to do. Mm-hmm. And he was one of the three guys who was Paris Johnson Jr., who was Dewan Jones, and Anton Harrison all played over 1,000 snaps for their team. And he gave up the least sacks and QB hits of all three. Yeah. So you could even make an argument for being the dark horse tackle one in this class. That's not where I am. But just from a stats perspective, balled out this year. It also is a good thing to see that Jags defense could run the ball. Yeah. They were very good in running the ball. And right tackle is not essential because ETN's able to get into gaps. And mm-hmm. he's a power back. I mean, I don't know power. He's just able to do He's a forward of a back. Right. One cut and go kind of guy. Exactly. So I think that's the right pick. Getting Harrison that takes away Jacksonville's next pick. Connor, that's yours. Yeah. I do think Jacksonville needs help at tackle. I'm pretty sure this guy's still out there. I don't think we named him yet, so correct me if I'm wrong. But Darnell Wright, offensive tackle. Yep, you're He's all good. on the board. Yeah, so I'm going to just go ahead and throw him in there. Um, Anton Harrison, you already kind of talked about it. He was really productive for Jacksonville. I'm sure they're happy with that. We're trying to just recreate it with Darnell Wright, see if he can do the same. It's pretty plain and simple, i got to be honest. Yeah. It's right there. Uh, Cincinnati Bengals. This is an interesting pick because the Bengals did once Joe Burrow kind of got hurt, their team didn't exist. <laughs> I, I got to be honest. Um, that's harsh to say because they did win games still, but what are you supposed to be doing with this team, really? So I'm just going to look down best player available. There's a bunch of interesting ones available. Yaya Diaby, Keon yep. White, um, Racy Rice still on the board, but you don't need another receiver on the Bengals of all teams. So Zach Charbonnet's there. Um, Sidney Brown, who the Eagles drafted at safety, is I think a 
very good safety prospect. Hits hard. Those Illinois guys, they hit like a truck. Brian, uh, Byron Young for the Rams. There's a lot of very interesting picks here, and I'm just going to go – I think I'm just going to go Yaya Diaby. Love it. That's who I would have had here. Heck yeah. Tyler, actually explain why. You explain why. Because yeah. you know this guy better than I do. So, I mean, just athlete, another athletic freak kind of guy coming out of Louisville. He had nine sacks this year, 18 hurries. That put him in the top three of rookies for sacks this year and hurries. And then is a guy who just really was a great pass rusher for the Bucks this year. You could count on him to be hounding the quarterback all game. Was good enough in the run game. That's not his thing. Mm-hmm. But he holds up well enough. And I, I love the Bengals getting another pass rusher to add Trey Hendrickson. Yeah, they, got, they drafted Miles Murphy. Murphy just barely played yeah I mean 14 games didn't start a single one he had 17 combined three sacks two TFLs um but an edge rusher that can only three sacks I mean he's he's not going to be a starter not for the next few seasons at least unless he takes a massive jump he's just not a starter yet and getting a guy like Diaby who very clearly is to add to that other side against Trey Hendrickson and Logan Hub and uh Sam Hubbard and Logan Oh, geez. Logan, Logan, Logan. Last name. I'm blanking. blanking yeah, I don't, got, I don't gotcha. For some reason, Harrison's coming to mind. No, but it's I don't not think Harrison. It's not that. DJ Reader and Co. This team, the Bengals have a good defense. Lou Anarumo is one of the best DCs out there. <coughs> so, Tuli Tuobloto is another guy that I would think would be good here. But I think I'm going to go Yaya Diaby and move it on to 29. That's Tyler. That's your pick. Yeah, we got number 29 here. We're, Sorry, we're running out of we're running out of room. Yeah, yeah. So this was Brian Brzee. So the Clemson teammates went back to back here, both five star D linemen, and I, these teams kind of bet on the pedigree, right? Brzee did not. He was kind of the same as as Murphy. Did not play awful. Didn't really play great. Was just kind of pretty average in his first season. And man, the Saints are in a tough spot because they just have no cap space, yeah. right? And then also are not wildly talented as a team. Hmm. So I almost I want to go D line here, which that's why I kind of had Diaby ready to go. Ooh, I apologize. Yeah, no, you're good because <laughs> I, I think I'm just going to pivot to Keon White. Oh yeah. Um, even kind of a similar build and style to what the Saints need stops the run is a good pass rusher. A guy I mean was taken pretty close to here in the second round at pick 46, I believe. Yeah. And so I I think you listen. If I was going to go Diaby, I don't have any qualms going White here. I think White, he was one of my guys. Like, you know how every, everyone has, like, three or four of my guys coming out, right? He was one of them. And I loved it when he got drafted by the Pats. I didn't. I hated it because I don't like the Patriots. No offense. Most people don't. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, most people don't like the Eagles. So True. We're, we're, in, we're in this club together. I like the Eagles. They're cool. And then it's just the Pats. What? Bucks. I mean, I think they're a fun team. I like this team, Eagles. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. Wait, because they suck? No, <laughs> no, because they're cool. I like Devonte Smith. I like their players. Yeah. I like Nick Sirianni a lot, actually. Really? I like him. A lot. I think he's a cool guy. Huh? Because I feel Tyler. Th- this feels like Sirianni rubs people the wrong way really easily. I like that though. I think that's. I think that's cool. I like that edge, especially for a younger head coach. With me seeing Bill Belichick rot away <laughs> as the Patriots head coach. <laughs> no, no I like emotion. that young player. I like that. I like it. Yeah, because you know, for me personally, I know Sirianni does look, rub a lot of people the wrong way. And I'm not one of them. I. I am the same way where I like my coach to to be emotional, right, and yeah. to to want to win so bad and get him fired up and like be crying during the anthem because he's so amped to yeah. play this Super Bowl, right? That stuff I love, especially like Connor said, I have a younger coach. Yeah. yeah. So Eagles actually are on the clock, right? 
So, Connor, you have the Eagles. They took Nolan Smith here, yeah. which I wasn't an entirely wrong pick. I would give it like a B-. minus. Yep. He looked okay in his first season. Not great. They just didn't use him much, but he's still undersized in his first season. Every now and then, oh, geez, I don't... Where do stats go? Well, that's annoying. His stats vanished in front of me, but he was... I wouldn't call him hyper-productive, but also this Eagles defense doesn't know how to use pass rushers. They dropped <laughs> back Hassan Reddick and Joshua into coverage. Yep. So saying that Nolan Smith underperformed, the entire defense underperformed. Yeah, it's not a bad pick. I could definitely see someone sticking with it. I think I'm going to pivot. Um, there's like three guys that I'm looking at really more too. The third one that I'm like, eh, no, it's a cool idea, but I'm not going to do it, would be a Jalen Carter replacement and Brian Brissie, but because I do like him, but I'm not going to do that. I'm thinking more linebacker. You talked about the linebacking crew for the Eagles being a little bit subpar, Aaron, so I'm looking at... <laughs> oh, a little subpar, he I, says. I'm looking at BJ Ojulari. <clears throat> I'm not going to go with him. I'm going to go with the guy that you also just talked about to, uh, with Thule. I yes. like him a lot. I think he's a really good player. He had a lot of tackles. He also got 4.5 sacks. I think he's kind of a jack-of-all-trades. You can throw him around, and I think he's going to be a good weapon for that uh, Eagles defense. I love it. It makes me happy. I feel great. So, um, e- man, Eagles linebackers. And saying that they underperformed is so... They, don't, they can't rush the passer, they can't defend the run, and they can't pass coverage. Mm-hmm. Coverage... Cover passes, defend the pass. <laughs> they can't pass coverage. They can't, <laughs> they can't pass coverage. But if you can't do those three things, what exactly are you doing on defense? Yeah. Like, I, I, I genuinely, like, what else is there on defense? As an Eagles fan, tuning in every game, watching every snap, <clears throat> how much of that do you think is kind of a misuse of personnel, or is it personnel? Linebacker is a complete personnel failure. Okay. Zach Cunningham, Nicholas Morrow, Darius Leonard sucked this season. Defensive line, secondary, I would chalk some of that up. Not James Bradbury. Bradbury needs to be strung to the front of the ship and ran into an iceberg. <laughs> um, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know the whole, uh, what is it, the Greek myth of, it's the Greek myth of Perseus. What's uh, Princess Andromeda? She's tied to a rock and sacrificed to a sea beast because her family wronged Poseidon. It's a whole thing, right? That's what I want to have in James Bradbury. I want wow. him to be chained to a rock in the freaking... Delaware River. This is intense. Sacrificed yeah. to the beast of Matt Patricia. Okay. Okay. The reason not a I'm Bradbury a, guy. Hey, <laughs> what? Not a Bradbury guy. No. <laughs> not a Bradbury guy. Painted that picture pretty clear. Yeah, I think. I, th- uh, I, I think that's pretty yeah. straightforward. Well, we do we. I don't think we need to really discuss this Chiefs pick. I have Rishi Rice. Yeah. At yeah. thirty-one, he's the best receiver available, and he went really well in the Chiefs. And I think that's it. We. That's the entire first round, guys. It is. We went an hour and a half. We drafted 31 players. I, If you want to see the entire thing, I'm going to actually just do a graphic and have the entire first round, and I'll, it'll be published so you don't have to sit here and listen to me list off every single one of them. We will, we're going to go to break, and when we come back, we got to talk a little bit about the Dallas Cowboys. There's some really weird stuff going on, mainly on social media, but is this team self-combusting? I hope so. We'll find out. We'll be right back. I'm 5'11". Barely 5'4". I weigh about 170 pounds. Brown eyes. Blue eyes. Brown hair. Gray hair. I'm a baseball fanatic. I'm a wife. A mom. A sister. And a grandfather. I'm a bodybuilder. I'm a research analyst. Small business owner. Teacher. Dance fitness instructor. Film and television actor. I'm an office clerk. I'm a copywriter. I'm a veteran. I have a prosthetic leg. 
I have multiple sclerosis. I have lupus. Cerebral palsy. Post-traumatic stress disorder. I'm blind. And I'm working in a job I love. I love. Because I was given a chance. Because I was given a chance. To contribute my skills and talents. To show my disability is only one part of who I am. Who I am. Who I am. At work, it's what people can do that matters. For more information, visit whatcanyoudocampaign.org. Empowering people out of poverty. Helping kids and communities to shine. There's nothing quite like it. At World Vision, we've seen what happens when a child gets clean water or nutritious food, when she feels safe, gets to learn in a classroom, or discovers that she has infinite worth. Together, we're working to help every kid everywhere grow into who God created them to be. And thanks to partners like you, it's happening every minute of every day. Every 60 seconds, a family gets water. A hungry child is fed family gets the tools to overcome poverty. Reach out with us and help people change their own lives for good. Learn more at worldvision.org. Ladies and gentlemen, we have arrived in Philadelphia. Local time is 3.05 p.m. and the temperature is 67 degrees. At this time, you are now free to use your cellular devices. You know that feeling when you get to turn your phone on after the plane lands? You can have that feeling every time you drive. Make sure your cell phone is stowed away whenever you are behind the wheel. Visit StopTextStopRex.org, a message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. All right, y'all, welcome back. Before we get to the travesty of the Dallas Cowboys, it's not really a travesty. It's just really fun to talk about. We're going to recap, and uh, we'll talk about some things. So let's keep it simple. Let's just pick our favorite pick. Not our, We're not going to do our own, right? We're not going to say, oh, yeah, my favorite pick was I took Brian Branch at seven. I, I mm-hmm. did. Um, <laughs> it was great. I'm proud of that pick. But we're going to talk about someone else's. So, Tyler, how about we start with you, then go Tyler, Connor, me. Sounds and good. then just list off one of our contemporaries' favorite picks. <laughs> and then we'll talk about some guys we had left on our board that never got picked. Tyler. Yeah, so just looking through, trying to remember, I really... I could just take the low-hanging fruit and go C.J. Stroud to Carolina. <laughs> you could. But I think I'm going to go with keeping Will Anderson with the Texans. I really think the the leadership aspect, the production aspect, it, like not just that he's a leader in the locker room, he yeah. produced... Probably the best out of the edge defenders this year. I agree. From the both run and the pass perspective. Almost like drafting a guy high is a good idea. Yeah, exactly. So And coming in with D'Amico Ryans, right? So coming in with a defensive guy, getting him a defensive weapon to use and move around, run him on stunts, everything like that, even spy him at times. I love every way that lined up. And so Connor, keeping him with the Texans, I believe, was probably my favorite choice. Well done. Nice. Yeah. I think it's a good fit as well. Um, I kind of talked so. about you took this. the pick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. I did talk about that. Um, for me, you kind of talked about it already. Actually, going into the segment, Aaron, I, I like that Brian Branch pick you Thank made. You. I kind of already talked about it. I, I kind of, I, I'm a bias towards the player. I was big on him coming out of college, but I also just think that position undervalued should be valued higher. And you did that in your draft. That's something I want to see continued. 
And I already know your favorite pick is going to be Bijan to the Eagles. I already know <laughs> that's what you're going to go with. It's happening. I really like the Gonzalez to the Falcons pick. Yeah. Actually, the pick right before that. Come on. Um, because of how good the Falcons were defensively and just adding one more corner, that becomes a lockdown defense. I think they're one piece away from being one of the best defenses in the league. They lost their D.C., which they lost Ryan Nielsen, which is a, actually, I think that's really going to hurt them. Yeah. Um, props to the Jaguars for snapping. That, that was the Jaguars, right? That mm-hmm. snatched them up? Yeah. I don't know why that you would make a lateral move like that, but oh well. So Maybe a little pay bump, who knows? I mean, yeah. living in Florida a is bag. cool. That's fair. And it's also taxes in Florida are nice. Yeah, no income tax. Yeah. So, but then again, if you're living in Atlanta, might as well just like have a house in Florida and that's your home address. If you're an NFL guy. Now you're just committing tax fraud. Like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> technically. I mean, Shohei, uh, and we're not Casual gonna, tax fraud. There's a reason Shohei Otani's like, going to move out of L.A. right before that massive contract hits. Yeah. So that he doesn't get hit with those L.A. taxes. Wow. Have you not, did you not hear that theory? I didn't hear that, no. No, the reason that Shohei structured his contract like this, it's like, for those who don't know, look it up. It's so weird. It's yeah, like it 10 weird. years, and it's like 2 million, 2 million, 2 million, and then like 58 or something yeah. crazy. It's, those numbers are small, I, but that's just the idea of it. The last year of his contract, he gets paid, I think, 98% of it. Huh. Yeah, I, I knew that. I thought that was just the Dodgers looking for a wiggle room. It is, but it's also what happens if you're Shohei and you can just move out of L.A. right before that contract hits. Mm. Say you're not a resident, and right. then, boom, you don't get taxed on it. Crazy. Maybe a little bit of tax fraud. Whatever. It's sports. Hit maxes evade taxes, baby. Come on. <laughs> Let's talk about some guys that are still available. That we just didn't take. Byron Young for the Rams. I had, yeah. Which just didn't get selected. Is it because Kobe Turner's better? Or is it just because we didn't have room? Or Tyler? Yeah, I think kind of when we got to the spot that I would feel comfortable taking Byron Young, which would be kind of those 20s to that that 31st pick, I just think I, I still had Diaby ahead of him at that point. I still had Keon White ahead of him. So I think he was solid, right? but just was behind those guys, and then there weren't enough teams with need at that position to mm. where he would be taken. I think he would be one one of, if not the first pick in the second round if we kept doing this. Well, let's look at the second round. We had Pittsburgh Steelers at 232, and they need defense, but they need offense as well. I think, honestly, you're right. Byron Young would have gone 32 to the Steelers. And, yeah, I was going to say, and then if they didn't want to because they have Highsmith and Watt, I think Cardinals – Right then, bringing in Jonathan yes. Gannon, their defense was not very good this year. I think he would have gone, yeah, thirty-two or thirty-three for sure. Well, thirty-three is the ti- is the Titans. Oh, sorry, I think I have this pulled up from when before some of the trades happened in the second round. Yeah. You're right. So they took Will Levis at thirty-three, which I think he might actually f- stay there if we were going to continue. Yeah. And then Laporte at thirty-four, who is you know all pro that guy. He's uh, kind of good at football. He's pretty good. Yeah, pretty Connor. Good. Talk about some guys that you think were left on the board. Zach Charbonnet is available. I don't – do we care? I mean, it's a running back, so <laughs> is he going to go in the first round? Probably not. For me, personally, that, that might be some of my running back bias. But um, Will Levis, you just talked about, mm. I feel like he might have played himself up into the first round with that season he had. Was it amazing? No. But was he a serviceable quarterback in his first year with an upside as a rookie? Yeah, I think so. So but what's I, the highest you would have had him go if you're going to look at this? Like Commanders yeah. at 16? Well, I think with the quarterback thing, it comes to just fit, right? And honestly, looking at this list, this might be a reach, but the Raiders at 7, what are they going to do with their quarterback going mm-hmm. forward? Mm-hmm. I mean, they just have a black hole of a quarterback. And should Willis uh, no, Levis? Uh, hey, hey, AOC, he's okay. Nah. Yeah, that guy. He's pretty <laughs> good. Um, nah. <laughs> Is Will Levis the seventh best player in this draft? No. Absolutely not. <laughs> is he a quarterback and that inflates his draft value? Yeah, I think so. So I think 
Seven's a pick that you could potentially see. Um, the Jets maybe at 15. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, how long is he going to be there? That one's probably a little bit more of a stretch. But I can see him going in the well, late teens. Is it, though? We've seen guys sit behind Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. and how it's <laughs> No, it worked, works. It worked out. It works. Jordan Love is one of the 15 best quarterbacks in the league already. Yeah. I mean, I, 15. I mean, saying that, 12 probably. Mm-hmm. Top 12. Um, I would do want to talk for a second about quarterbacks because you mentioned value and how it's inflated. I heard some uh, Danny Heifetz for The Ringer said something really interesting on his podcast about how you can't look at quarterback salaries. They were talking about Baker Mayfield. You can't look at back quarter salary. Can't look at quarterback salaries through the numbers. Look at it through a percentage. Patrick Mahomes gets fifteen percent of the entire Chiefs roster salary. Yeah. Baker Mayfield probably deserves what ten eleven. Yeah. And it's really I love looking at contracts that way because how much are you valued? Jalen Hurts is at like what fifteen twenty, something insane. And then same thing with Joe Burrow. CJ Stroud's going to get that kind of numbers. If you want a quarterback like Will Levis, what's he worth? 8% of a team? Ryan Tannehill, same kind of level. They're basically the same quarterback. Mm-hmm. Will Levis is just stronger. Younger. So, yeah. I think looking at quarterbacks is really interesting that way. Props to Heifetz. So I think Marvin Mims is another guy that is still mm-hmm. on the board that's available. He, I think, played himself into a good season. And I think Denver just sucking really hurts him. Yep. So is there anyone else? Tyler. Yeah, Jordan Battle. Yes. Coming out of Alabama okay. and then was drafted by the, the other Bengals. Safety. Yes, yes. He was the highest graded safety in this class by PFF. And going into or going out of? Uh, coming out of. So, like, this NFL season, okay, he was it. the highest graded defensively. Uh, and now I don't think he's better than Branch because they play different positions. Branch played more, things like that. So, you can't look just purely at grades. But he was productive and he played in a defense that needed him with Jesse Bates leaving, right? So, he yeah. stepped up in that role made plays, and was overall very solid. So he, again, would be another guy going top five, I think, if we continued in the second round. I think the biggest one that we're going to get on Twitter if we continue this is Kyron Williams. Yeah. Yeah. Kyron Williams, who is the number one fantasy hero this season, if you're not <coughs> going to talk about any Dolphins players. I had him. You had Kyron? I did. Me you too, dude. You Kyron my and Addison? Yeah. Well, Addison, I drafted Kyron like week two or whatever it was when people were like this guy's good i, I grabbed him yeah. i got lucky there's like five different claims for him i i won out i got lucky heck yeah. yeah we were uh we talked about him and puka in the same episode did were we hesitant i don't remember any i don't remember much about that well i remember picking him up so i don't know how hesitant i was <laughs> <laughs> he was definitely a pick him up now worry about it later kind of guy so luke's finesse still on the board uh, Emmanuel Forbes as well, and I i mean, Jack Campbell, JSN, Quentin Johnston, a bunch of these guys that were first-rounders just didn't get taken. Nolan Smith didn't get taken. Jonathan Mingo, which I think is an interesting one. Do we do we have any feelings about any of this, or is it just they just didn't get taken? I think those guys probably scattered throughout that second round. Yeah. Uh, I think Brian Brissy, a guy who fell out as well um, of our first round, and then uh, B.J. Ojulari as well is a good player. But I think those guys probably aren't really up to the caliber of who we drafted in this first round, I think, for the most part. Going off production as well as potential as well, I think we, for the most part, there's not too many glaring um, omissions on our part. I think those guys are second-rounders. Uh, we had Dontavian Wicks, Tucker yep. Craft, a few Packers that didn't get taken in this. But I think we did well. Yeah. So, props to us. Um do we want to talk about coaches? Just what the heck is going on with the coaching cycle? And then we'll end with Dallas. Yeah, let's hit it. All right. Uh, Eagles officially fired Brian Johnson. I don't know. Did we talk about this Monday? No, because he was still Question. retained and was even okay. taking interviews at that point. Sick. All right. Eagles officially fired Brian Johnson. They are without all their coordinators for the second year in a row. 
I'm not going to make this a whole Eagles bit because I do that too often. Um, but they're now trying to interview the from Bo Wolf for the PHLY said, if I'm the Eagles, I'm going to try and interview everybody imaginable to get an offensive coordinator. So far, they have requested one, and that is Cliff Kingsbury. They did a virtual interview with him. I'm interested about the Cliff Kingsbury to the Eagles fit. Connor, do you think that it would work out in the Eagles' benefit or to their detriment? I mean, I don't think it would be the worst fit ever, but I could definitely see why you're a little bit hesitant. I kind of agree that why not cast a wide net and narrow things down from there, which maybe they'll continue to do. I mean, it's still a little early. It's also nice to just steal ideas from everybody. That's true. Yeah, you ask, can always ask, just do that. How would you fix it the It is offense? a copycat lead. Yeah. League. Oh, um, my gosh. So it's like plagiarism. The only thing, the only time it works is sports. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I think it's an interesting idea. Um, I wouldn't mind if they had two or three other names to throw in that list, but you know that could happen within the next couple of days. I'm actually interested. What are your thoughts on Brian? Is it Brian Johnson? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know a lot of Eagles fans are like worst ever, but I also know he's kind of a highly sought after head coach for this next couple of, for this next season. So it's interesting. I think that saying that I. I I've cooled off since the season ended. Because, okay. man, he was hot. I was <laughs> heated. But since the since everything happened, I've kind of cooled off, let it go, and I think that blaming him for everything is blaming the soldier for pulling the trigger when the general told him to. Mm-hmm. I think that Sirianni did not help him. Okay. And kind of, he I don't know, it, it's, it was still Sirianni's offense. Sirianni's said in pressers, I have a heavy hand in the offense. So it was Sirianni's offense, and Johnson was just calling the plays in the system. How much of that was Johnson not being able to do what he wanted? Because we've he was good in Florida, right, as the offensive coordinator and quarterbacks mm-hmm. coach. He was one of the favorite quarterbacks coaches in Philly. There's a reason he got promoted. Right. So I'm curious to see how much of this was Sirianni yeah. being too much of a micromanager, or as Michael Scott said, a microdrummer, <laughs> and then... Or how much of it is Brian Johnson not knowing how to call plays for Jalen Hurts and Co. You'll we'll never know until we see Brian Johnson in the play calling role on some other team. God bless their souls. Right. <laughs> so other teams, Brian Nielsen got the DC job at the Chargers. And are there any other big names? I mean, uh, Shane Waldron is probably going to be the Bears OC. I think that's just about confirmed. Anything else that we're missing? I think it's the big ones, and then just still looking. It's almost looking like Vrabel might not have a head coaching job Which this year. Which I think would be really interesting to see him as a DC instead of an instead of a head coach. Yeah, yeah that is interesting. I wanted him to go get the head coaching job for the Patriots. Speaking but. of, we got to talk about Gerard Mayo as yeah. a Patriots fan is in the room. Yeah, and we're out of time, so we're going to take a break, and then when we come back, Gerard Mayo discussion. Sounds good. Take a look under your bed. Find stuff under there? What about jobs? No? Now try your basement. There's a pair of overalls that overall you're not so into anymore. A perfectly good laptop that hasn't sat in your lap in months. And even more stuff, but still no jobs? Well, you really have both. See, stuff is defined as household articles considered as a group. Sometimes this stuff is no longer needed. Wait, no longer needed? That can't be right. Because remember those jobs you were looking for? Those are really needed, and they're the stuff inside your stuff even inside that winter coat that moved with you to Phoenix. Our job is to unlock those jobs, and it starts when you donate your stuff to your local Goodwill. Here's how we do it. When you donate to Goodwill, we sell your stuff to provide job training for people right here in your community. So just by teaming up with Goodwill, you help create jobs. And isn't that worth parting with the leftover key tar from your 80s cover band? Goodwill. Donate stuff, create jobs. Find your nearest donation center at goodwill.org. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. 
My name is Meera Batra. I have been in this country 32 years and this is how I live united. America has always been the land of promise and in my community many families have come for a better life. Coming from another culture myself, I know the desire to become part of a community, to feel at home and to gain the tools for our children and families to succeed. So I advocate for these families with United Way. United Way empowers them to look beyond their histories and to see what opportunities are available. We help them get involved with their kids' schools, network within the community, and when we do, we unite them. We make the community stronger. What I do is something I wish someone had done for me, and I am so grateful I am able to. My name is Meera Batra. I help families see opportunities and succeed. I don't just wear the shirt; I live it. Give, advocate, volunteer, live united. Go to liveunited.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. Welcome back to Lightwork. Connor. Yes. We are almost out of here, but we got to talk about Gerard Mayo. So yep. you were suffering. I mean, you had Bill Belichick as a coach <laughs> for most of your My whole life. Your whole life. Yeah. That's honestly insane. Yep. So what you are going to start a new season with Gerard Mayo. Right. So let's just start it with what's it going to be like to be freed from Belichick and then yep. talk about Gerard Mayo and what you're expecting. Are you excited? I think it was probably Belichick's time, so I think that was probably the right move, although I don't know how much of it. I, I would be okay with seeing him step down from the GM role and focus on the head coaching more, but he's out he's out of the picture completely, which is okay. To be honest with you, I had a little bit of a crazy idea, which I knew wasn't going to happen, but I thought would be a good idea and more cool than anything else, which would be bring in Vrabel. I love Vrabel. I think would have been a good head coach. Mayo, defensive coordinator. I do think Mayo has a future as, a head, as the coach in this league, especially for the Patriots. And then Wes Welker was in the wide receiver coach for the Dolphins, I believe. That's a currently. lot of former Patriots. Bring him in as the offensive coordinator. I know, we got a Patriot, <laughs> we got a whole, the good old days Patriots core of a, a coaching staff with Vrabel as the head coach, the D.C. Mayo, and the offensive coordinator, Welker. That, I thought that would be cool. Obviously, I knew it was more of a fan fiction idea than something that would actually happen. But I think Mayo will be good as the head coach. But to be honest with you, I kind of would have preferred a more established Vrabel. But we'll see. That's fair. So... What are your expectations for this Patriots team going forward? Say they have yeah. a B plus draft class. Yeah. Like um, I don't know who who would get drafted. Let's just say like or a, even let's just say they take Marv and that's the big okay. pick, right? Yeah. They yeah. don't they don't get a quarterback, and they're kind of just rocking with Mac Jones, Bailey Zappi. Maybe they sign somebody. Yeah. I mean, I think first thing you have to make a choice of are you going to be terrible again, which is okay. Like if they're bad again and they draft high, that's okay. That means you're going to have Zappi or Mac Jones playing quarterback, which I would really prefer not to have to watch again. <laughs> and I, one, for my own sanity. Two, because I just don't think it's a good move, to be honest with you. You know those guys have no future. Yeah. I get tanking, but like, we're the New England Patriots still. Let, let's have a little respect for ourselves. So I wouldn't mind <clears throat> them going after one of the top names for a quarterback that you're not going to be locked in long term. So if Justin Fields is available if they go with Caleb Williams, that would be awesome. Do I think they're going to be aggressive enough to make that move? No, probably not. But someone along those lines of a younger quarterback with a little bit of contract control, nothing you're locked into long term, give him a chance, see what happens. And if you're bad again, maybe you'll have a chance of landing that quarterback in the next draft because they do need someone and they need it now. Yeah, and then one more thing on yeah. kind of those same lines. Would you want them to possibly take a quarterback outside of the mm. clear top two and then I would say 
three with Daniels in maybe the second round or trade up the first round, so you can get a Penix, a yeah. Knicks, a McCarthy. Would you mind them doing that? Because then you still have tank potential if you don't want to yeah, play them true. first year, anything like that. Yeah, I mean, I've seen some mock drafts coming out where Bo Nix slides to them in the second round, actually. Mm -hmm. If that was he, if he was there in the second Wait, round. what? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Just Why how do Nix is going first round? Yeah, no, I think he's going top 15. Really? Oh. oh. Yeah. Okay. Like Bo Nix? Yes. Whoa. I'm not saying it's the right pick. I'm saying well, I th that's what I think is going to happen. Yeah, yeah. That could that's happen. Not, yeah, that could happen. You. But I, I don't think he's a top 15 talent. I think he's... I've said this before about Bo Nix. I think he's a slightly more athletic Mac Jones, personally. Mm. Wow. Yeah. I think he's a slightly more athletic Mac Jones. So it'd be better than Mac Jones or Bailey Zappi, yeah. for sure. Do I think they'll be drafting a quarterback within three years? Yeah. I think they'll be drafting a quarterback again. I don't think he's going to be a franchise quarterback for a long term. So why not take a guy like Neighbors at number three? Yeah, I mean, I'd, I, I would be cool with Marvin Harrison at three. Like, that'd be great. Definitely don't want Bo Nix at three. Definitely don't want that. <laughs> uh, it's either Jaden Daniels or Marvin Harrison, probably. Yeah. Which, if they took Jaden Daniels, that'd be okay. I mean, we'll give it a try. I'm not huge on him. Marvin Harrison is going to be good, no doubt about it. But who's going to throw him the ball? Bailey Zappi. What That's if they traded good. back from three and took a guy like Penix in the late first? Yeah, I mean, I... I I wouldn't want Penix. I definitely wouldn't want to trade back for Penix. Penix and Bo Nix, I'm not, I'm not big on at all. As far as NFL players, great college players, they have some potential, but they're old. Penix gets hurt all the time, and I just don't think they have a long-term high ceiling in the NFL. But maybe I'm wrong. We'll see. All right, let's talk Dallas for a second. Yeah, they are imploding, and I am loving it. Uh, I am a well-known Philadelphia fan, which makes me a Dallas Cowboys hater, which is just it's part of the territory. Um, Stephen A. Smith does it, and he gets away with it, so I'm going to join with hating on the Cowboys. So, the Dallas lost in embarrassing fashion to the Green Bay Packers. Packers are phenomenal, right? They looked like a really good team. They overperformed. They punched above their weight, and they beat the Cowboys, and they put the Niners on the ropes. This was the most stressed out I've seen my Niners fan friends um, since the beginning of the season. Yep. It was hilarious. Anyways, Dallas lost, and after that game... Three different Dallas players have siblings or relate or like relatives on Insta Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, going at the other players on the team. Let's start with my favorite, CD Lamb's mom, Lita <laughs> Ramirez. Dak isn't <clears throat> it. All caps, three exclamation points. And then, oh, uh, what'd she say? I have it here. They need to get rid of his butt. Didn't say butt. It's, it's, guy <laughs> guys, it's guys on that team that want to win a ring. They work too hard. Dak don't want to win a ring. And then she went on to <laughs> suggest that they should get C.J. Stroud, which if... How would you later, How you would you do a, that? Exactly, if you want to be a GM later, I mean, if you can find a way. Yeah, she got C.J. Stroud. She would be a GM. <laughs> she would be a GM, Immediately. Yeah. So C.D. Lamb and Dak Prescott were spotted having an altercation <clears throat> on the sideline in the middle of the game. That's what happens when you lose. The tempers flare, right? Um, it's not surprising, but I do think it's hilarious that this happened. And then Dak Prescott's brother, I believe. I think I got the story. Yeah, Tad. Tad Prescott Tad. said, Cowboys fans, why continue to DM me? Trust me, if I could get Dak to leave Dallas, I would. I, too, want him to get him out of Dallas. The city and organization have been great to him and our family, but all the drama and the so-called fans, but he loves this team and wants to bring it rings. Basically, y'all suck. The organization's great. The city is cool. Fans are the problem, and I'm trying to get him out. That's from Dak's brother. That's hilarious. If I'm Dak Prescott and CeeDee Lamb, I'm like, 
Guys, what are we doing? <laughs> what, 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 can we delete Twitter? Why well, are we doing this? This Mike is just making their life so much harder. Terrence Parsons, Micah's brother, I can't wait because y'all are really clueless out here. The greatest crime demand is being done by his own organization. Y'all going to miss him when he's gone. Talking about Parsons. Part saying Parsons is going to leave. And then Parsons did what the other two should have done. Any comments made by Terrence Parsons Jr. are his and his alone. As you know, if I have something to say, I'm not afraid to say it. I love my team, my brother's on my team in the city of Dallas, and I'm more committed than ever to bring a championship to the greatest fan base on earth. Lies. Anyways, <laughs> that's hilarious that he has to pull back his brother yeah. and say, he's on an island, just him, get off my back. Yeah. So funny. And then Tad Prescott saying, I'm, I see y'all in my DMs, and I agree with you for different reasons. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, Tyler. You're completely objective in this. This is just content. Right. Talk to me about it. Yeah, I think this might even kind of be a byproduct of McCarthy, McCarthy, excuse me, not being fired. Mm. When you run it back, and I actually agree with it because they've been successful in the playoffs, loser go home or winner go home. You can. It's kind of a crapshoot, right? But when there's the perception around it, the media is saying that there needs to be a change or they're not going to be able to win. That kind of it leaks into players' minds. They read it, right? Obviously, they're on Twitter, as we see. And <laughs> family so, is for sure. Yeah, yeah. And so they're hearing it from their family, from fans, from yeah. everyone. And so it makes you you get nervous, right? Everybody wants to win, and so you start lashing out in anger. Your family starts doing it, and just and same thing for fans because fans are what fanatics. They're not yeah. rational, and right. so when especially they see Cowboys fans, exactly. Oh my God. There is. I don't think there is a single fan base on earth. Every fan base is kind of like their own unique flavor, mm -hmm. right? But New England, a lot of the Patriots fans either bandwagon or from New England, right? right? Um, I have never met a Rams fan, but if they, are, I assume <laughs> that they're all in St. Louis or LA. Seattle fans, one of the best fan bases out there. They're all mm -hmm. in Seattle, right? Dallas is, I think, the most unique oh, yeah. fan base because of their obsession, because of their lunacy. And because of their inability to actually be from Dallas. Yeah. <laughs> I, the amount of Dallas Cowboys fans that have been born and raised in Philadelphia that I've met, insane. My buddy uh, Ryan Wright, who y'all probably know, his barber in Philly is from is a Dallas fan, born and raised. I don't know why. Don't know why. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. But that's, you know, when you talk about fans, Cowboys are some of the most irrational. That's yeah. a part of their flavor. And so, again, when you, when there's no change and they're seeing it's not working year after year, they start to get antsy. This stuff like this starts to happen, and the vibes can just immediately tank. Yeah. I can't believe I'm saying this, but in defense of Cowboys fans, <laughs> after what a that game, after that loss, immediately I was like, Mike McCarthy's gone, right? Yeah. I mean, that's just common practice in the NFL, especially for the Cowboys. They have a high expectation for winning. Yeah, and I Jones thought, is insane. Right. I thought Mike McCarthy, he's gone. But, hey, he's still there, and maybe that's causing some drama like you talked about. It, you know it shouldn't be because stability is supposedly a good thing. But we'll see. Sirianni and McCarthy, both guys we assumed were done, stayed. Sirianni's, it's all but confirmed at this point, right? He's doing a presser on today with uh, Howie Roseman and Jeffrey Lurie. I don't know if y'all could hear that, but I checked my watch. Um, so Sirianni's staying, McCarthy's staying. What a weird league we cover. So, thank you both, Connor. Thank you for Thanks coming for on the show. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Tyler, every time. Thank you as always, Aaron. So, we will be back Friday. This episode will be airing on Spotify. If you want to listen Friday, check the link in our bio. Thank you all. Have a great day.
Sarah's worried about her husband. Jack has been coming home later than usual, blaming long hours at the office. But Jack doesn't work in an office. He works in a local cinnamon bun shop. Sarah's also finding hair that isn't hers. One day, Jack leaves the house in a hurry, using the cinnamon shortage crisis in Sri Lanka as an excuse. So, Sarah follows his car to a building right off Route 29. There, sure enough, she finds her husband in a position most compromising, <gasps> the downward dog with a tabby cat curled up on his back. Now, cat yoga at the Lynchburg Humane Society is something they do together. And for $10 a session, you too could perfect your chaturanga surrounded by friendly felines. Call now to find out when the next session is at 434-448-0088 or lynchburghumane.org. It won't solve the Sri Lankan cinnamon crisis, but it might help you find your zen. Just don't hide it from your wife. I spend a lot of time in the garage, but even more time in the rain, sleet, and mud. In 95, I helped tow your moving trailer. In 05, I helped you get out of a ditch. Yeah, I know I'm a bit rusty, and sadly in 09, it was sparks from me, your handy chains dragging behind your truck that accidentally started a wildfire. Sparks from dragging chains can start a wildfire. Spark a change, not a wildfire. Visit SmokeyBear.com, brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Only you can prevent wildfires. The Light.
the score. What's good news without bad news? Yeah, Speedo on the boards. That's right. Who else we got, yo? SO on the boards. Uh huh. Don't forget young Josh. Yeah. Got the young ball on board. What up, hot bar? I see you in your hot car, dodging the cop car like dodgeball. The squad car's not far from you. The block's gonna run you to a dead end. You better watch where you're heading. You say the cops wrong, the cops gonna blame you. Explain it to the supreme judge at your arraignment. You and the cop that you're cursing to have to stand before the god who's got angels dangling in the air, worshiping. His eye is sharp enough to divide pie by five, so you know when it's time to decide who is right. He ain't gonna have to ask questions or hear stories. He'll just measure how near you were. To his glory. We're all far from it, so we all are under arrest. Even if you're talking under your breath, everything you say can and will be hell, so you should chill. Heads can't chill in hell. Now there's good news and there's bad news. Now which news you want first? Well, if you give me the good news without the bad news, that don't grab you, that don't work. Alright, well, let me get the bad news. Everyone must die. There's more bad news. God is going to judge our lives. But the good news, God sent Jesus Christ so we can serve our death sentence and then bring new lives. It's a simple lifestyle worth living. My God is the judge for eternity. Yo, hello, be in prison. My God is forgiven. He's love, but he's just. I thought you was a tough guy. Why you trying to up? Men think they're getting off. Five years and they free again. But men don't get tossed by this guy they ain't believing in. Me and people like Stephen him. Kill us, we'll die. But let's believe we're going to breathe again. Do you see it now? All the sin that you do makes you feel good, then it leaves you down. You kill a man, but you're only killing yourself. Cause when you get judged, you get no help. And when you die, sin's consequences death. I promise you that everything you profit gets wrecked. But I'm confident that living for this guy to give you rest. It ain't probable or possible. This promise you'll accept. That is good news and it's bad news. Now which news you want first? Well, if you give me the good news without the bad news, that don't grab you. That don't work. All right, well, let me get the bad news. Everyone must die. There's more bad news. God is going to judge our lives. But the good news, God sent Jesus Christ so we can serve our death sentence and then bring new they said I can't hit the streets if I speak to the heads And I can't reach the heads if I speak to the dreads And I can't reach the dreads if I speak to the freaks Or they scared that my speech might get leaked to the heads Excuses, excuses used just to keep you from moving with this truth But don't front, these dudes can rap You should be in the front and stand you in the backboard like two-hand taps Like wolves be moving in packs, the hood be moving in packs Out on the corner till two in the morning shooting them craps So dudes start pulling them straps, tools full with bullets get clapped Instead of this, you steady moving with that. Instead of life and peace and joy, you want to license the ill like the Beastie Boys. Thanks to Jesus, you ain't got to leave here before. The beat between you and God can be destroyed. Now there's good news and there's bad news. Now which news you want first? Well, if you give me the good news without the bad news, that don't grab you, that don't work. All right, well, let me get the bad news. Everyone must die. There's more bad news. God is going to judge our lives. But the good news, God sent Jesus Christ. So we can serve our death sentence and then bring new life.